0: have drinks in the theater too which is always nice Well, that's always,
1: that's, those are the best theaters
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like an older like historic theater too so nice fun times um what number are we 57 yep all right well in that case uh let's just go ahead and get things started here uh welcome back everybody to dance robot dance our 57th episode Woo! uh No milestone whatsoever. I'm sure I could make one up if I really wanted to, but I don't. It's Friday. Almost 58! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One more than 56! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's been a long week. We're recording this on uh, Friday evening, so I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm pretty fucking exhausted. We have uh, uh, myself, Tim, hosting this evening, and with us we have our usual crew. Uh, Two weeks in a row, which is good for us lately, we have Christy here. Hey-o! And Mark, what's going on, guys? Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys?
2: Eh, can't complain. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I actually, uh, I don't. The listeners can't see, but I'm wearing a, a fancy new, fancy new headset that Mr. Mark Ouellette sent me. Because at first I thought it was out of kindness, and then I realized it was out of sheer. Christy, stop fucking Williams. moving around with your mic. <laughs> I can't handle this anymore. I'm spending sixty dollars on you. <laughs> I mean, I win. I win.
0: Yeah, it's the same one that I have. We're we're yeah. matchy. We're matchy matchy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's exactly. Last week's editing uh, session was a little bit of uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a grind with Christy moving around because she wasn't super interested in the episode. So she was sitting <laughs> way back from her mic and shit and yelling at us. But, um, we were uh, so I was like, "Fuck this, Tim! What headset are you using? Because the sound's always pretty good at Tim's
0: headset." So I was like,
1: "Okay, ordered, sent, done. Don't want to deal with it anymore." Christy can wear the
0: goddamn headset. No. <laughs> so now Mark's the only one that we get to yell at for uh, moving away from his mic, which he does sometimes. But, but there have been a couple times that we that we've had to correct you. Not not recently though. I'm usually pretty good about
1: like if I lean back, I move it with me, and then if yeah. I lean forward, it just kind of moves as like because I'll probably knock into it and then have to mute yeah. that part in the audio. afterwards. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, that's my fucking bad. So I don't say anything about that. <laughs> I thought it
2: was pretty funny though because um, I actually almost couldn't get it. I got there today because I had no idea what this package was because Mark didn't tell me.
1: I, I said in the chat, like it was in the chat, where I yeah. was like, "Tim, Tim, what fucking model did you do you have?" And then I was like, "Fine, I'm Christy. I'm sending you this. Use
0: it to record from now on."
2: Oh, I didn't even see that. Maybe
0: you should read our chats.
2: I do most we were of the gonna. time.
0: Mark, Mark, you and I were flooding the chat, uh, especially much this week. Thank you, Tim. A, a little yeah, more that, than usual, I think. That's so. true. <laughs> yeah, um, to the point where we went into a
1: separate chat today so that we could talk about. Uh, defenders, so we could do spoilery talk about defenders, uh, yeah, and not bother Christy yeah.
2: No, I I feel bad. I try to respond, like I mean, I usually go back and read it, like you got, I usually do, but it was pretty, it was pretty flooded. Um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, it was funny though, cause like I got there, the mail, the mail place closed at uh, six o'clock, and I got there at five fifty-eight.
3: Oh wow! It, like
2: yeah. ran in and was just like, I'm so sorry, I'm that douchebag, and like slammed down my thing. And, um, they gave me this package and then like ushered me out, but they weren't going to give it to me cause it was for K Bolton and all of my IDs say Brianna. Brianna?
1: Sorry. Final. So the
2: guy like, didn't know, like, he was like, I don't know if it's I can give you your address. Time. Well, I eventually, I, we both figured that out. He was like, do you have anything that just proves your address? And I was like, uh, yeah. And like, I had given him my health card cause that's usually what I do. Oh, okay. So it was just like funny cause he was like, I don't know. I'm sorry. That just doesn't seem like legit. <laughs> I was like,
0: "Fuck!" You should have just addressed it to the underwear fairy, Mark.
1: I, yeah. Well, next time I will at, at Christie's address. Yeah.
2: Christie's address.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then it will get in the house and hidden somewhere. though. end up in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. In, in place of some Thunderwear. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Terrifying. <laughs> I would have been All like, right. "Oh, who's this from?"
0: <gasps> oh God!
2: <laughs> I never want to put it on my head. I would have fled
0: um all right well let's get to the news we didn't do news last week because uh and we still managed to go fucking well over two hours so i uh, got a little bit to catch up on the biggest did one a lot say... of editing last week guys yeah lot of editing Sorry. Yeah. um <laughs> uh but uh the biggest one i think we already touched on It's is that uh defenders dropped today on netflix yes, uh, it yeah it did mark and i have already binged through it while we were working today and uh yep. I mean, we'll, we'll end up doing a whole episode on it, I'm sure, but uh, first impressions, Mark? I thought it was really good. I
1: super enjoyed it. Um, it. It felt, it's a little more like, it's kind of Daredevil Season 3 and Iron Fist Season 2 in a lot of ways, because like, that's kind yeah. of the main thrust of the story. But like, no, it was really well done, I thought. I mean, I had like a couple little issues here and there, but nothing that detracted from my enjoyment of the series. Yeah. It was a hell of a lot better than sitting here just like concentrating on work all day,
0: I can tell you that much. <laughs> New Daredevil is always good, is always a happy time. So yeah. Mm. uh yeah, I liked it as well. I mean, uh the, the reviews coming in for it are sort of I would say like uh middling to good kind of thing. Like they're not as glowing as maybe for like Daredevil or Jessica Jones, uh or like the first half of Luke Cage where yeah. where they were only reviewing the first half of the season kind of thing
1: i think again they were doing the same thing like maybe maybe they waited till today to, to mm-hmm. release them but i've seen reviews coming out already and they were like yes this time we only saw the first four episodes again or whatever like mm-hmm. they did with the other they always seem to do that with all of them but um so i can see if they had issues but like i don't know i liked it. i liked it the whole way through like i don't know if anybody had it. i think that's the only thing that like tim was saying in the, our, we had a little private chat going on and tim was like Oh, you we were like, "Oh, I hope it doesn't take so- too long for them to get together." But I think like all of them were in the same room by the third episode or something like that. Yeah. I was like, "This is that's totally fine."
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: It's like they kind of paired off in the second episode and by the third episode they were all like in a room together. And I was like, and It didn't it didn't feel overly forced. Like it felt pretty natural getting together and stuff, which is always one of those issues with team stories. Yeah. Um, but, so wait. yeah, we don't want to we don't want to get too much into it cuz Christy hasn't seen it yet, so we don't want to spoil. You guys
2: this, watched but... the whole series?
0: It's eight eight episodes, so we watched it. It's a working day. Yeah.
2: What? I, I thought you'd watch the first episode. No,
0: no, no. We, no. we both we both blew through because we were both working from home today, and so we were just messaging back and forth all day, being like, "What point are you at? What point are you at?" Yeah, episode episode oh six, episode God. five,
2: whatever. It's yeah. a new level of nerd. <laughs> <Not> really?
1: <laughs> last time one of these came out, what was the last one that came out? Oh, Iron Fist. Okay, no, Iron Fist took me a little while to get through, but like <laughs> Luke Cage, Luke Cage, I was off. I think I don't <laughs> think I was working yet. Um, I was done by like six o'clock that night or something like that. Like I got up and was like done. I finished it the first day.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll have, we'll have more for you on defenders in a future episode, maybe in the next couple weeks or so. Um, what else? So uh, there's some world news or us news that probably uh, deserves mentioning uh, with the events that happened in Charlottesville. I don't want to get too much into the actual events, but I did see a lot of sort of nerdy responses to it throughout the week. Um, like articles where they were talk, like, uh, where they like unearthed one of uh, Stanley's old like uh, columns about racism and like uh, articles talking about like how superheroes always have this you know long uh, uh, history of fighting Nazis and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that 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 was fun to see in a nice nice reply. (laughs) Uh, I think by the industry or the industries, the nerdy industries. Well just like that and the fans too, because it was I'm
1: pretty sure it was a fan that pulled that soapbox up and like posted it because I shared yeah. it on Facebook based on that, I think. So
0: yeah, the soapbox, that's the Stan Lee article, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the soapbox is uh Stan's old like letter column. Yeah. In yeah, old, like sixties yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel books. So Yeah. Um
2: see that's that's funny that like uh, the nerd reaction. Do you guys see the um the Arnold Schwarzenegger reaction?
1: Oh was, was that the one with the puppet or whatever? the, that the head? I saw
0: it like, yeah, yeah, posted the around, head. but I didn't watch it. Yeah, actually it
2: pretty good.
0: Yeah, he's been pretty good at taking down, uh, taking down Trump. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. somebody needs to like actually take him down, though. I think at this point it's getting well, pretty ugly. Let's, let's, let's not record that on. The, <laughs> have it on yeah, the air.
3: Seriously.
0: Oh, Steve I could, Bannon's I could delete that since I'm up for my, uh, for my citizenship in the next few months. Yeah, Steve oh, Bannon right. got uh, Ooh, talked today. Yeah, today we as are. well. My favorite Steve Bannon article I ever saw was today that was uh, somebody asking if uh, Steve Bannon has dragon scale. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just alcoholism, I think. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, But yeah, politics is really depressing right now and we're not really a political podcast, so let's go to non-political stuff.
2: It's hard to find news that's not that lately, though. You oh. know what I mean. Uh,
1: what we didn't, what we did miss when we talked about Defenders was the Punisher teaser. Did you get that at the end of the uh, yeah of the show?
0: Yeah, which that's is stupid because like they would have, I think it would have skipped because of the way Netflix does things. Like it, it, it would have. Yeah. I don't know if it would have autoplayed it, kind of thing. But I actually yeah. went back and clicked on it because I wanted to watch all the way through the credits. And I was yeah. like, these credits are really long. There's still a couple minutes left, and then the Punisher teaser is at the end, and uh, yeah, it looks Punishery. Yeah, it looks good. I think it looks pretty intense. So, yeah. we'll see what happens. That's the only, next one.
1: So. I
2: only discovered that by because last night I looked up something with a P on, in Netflix, and it was like Punisher, and I was like, "What?" and clicked it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, <laughs> like, was like, I was like, "Oh my god!" Something I didn't know about. The, there's a new show going. Nobody knows. And then, how, did you, how
1: did you not know about that? Like we talked about uh, that a couple times. I know, that but like I, like I thought
0: it was like the Thomas Jane it. movie. Oh yeah!
2: <laughs> no, no, it was it was the promo for the show, but without it was just like saying that it was coming out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But I um I thought that it meant that it was already on Netflix and it just had like a weird quiet release. I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, that's uh I want to say October. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Another couple months at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in one per quarter, I think this year. So, mm-hmm.
0: Daniel Craig has apparently confirmed that he's going to come back to play Bond one last time he was doing two two i thought he said two maybe
1: wow. i there's been a lot of weird news going back and forth this week about that so i'm not mm-hmm. really sure where everything landed i know he's coming back for sure for the next one so that's good like i'm glad he's coming back i like daniel craig's
0: bond so no, i think he's been a great bond i think i think he's got probably at least one or two more movies in him if he wanted to do them uh before the world sort of gets tired of him that dump truck full of money he got probably doesn't hurt anything either <laughs> yeah Let's see what else happened this week. Oh, yeah. So we had a, um, announcement about uh, the Amazon Good Omens miniseries, uh, another Neil Neil Gaiman uh, property uh, that is going to star Yay! Michael Sheen and David Tennant as the Yay! angel angel and demon uh, pair, I guess it is. I know, I know even less about Good Omens than I do about American Gods. So, Christy and Mark, this is all you.
2: I don't know anything about it, and I'm so excited.
0: Oh, I've never okay. read the book, so... Mm-hmm. Chris, you've never read uh, Good Omens?
2: No. Mm. I think I need to.
0: Yeah, clearly. I guess it's his first novel. And it was co-wrote with uh, Terry Pratchett, who the late author of the Discworld books. Interesting.
1: I'll watch anything David Tennant's in these days.
0: Oh, Michael uh... Sheen's awesome, too. And Neil Gaiman. Like, That's just a pretty pretty amazing team. And if, I mean, Amazon's production quality for their original stuff has been pretty good with... uh... Oh, Man in the High Castle. Right.
2: I don't know that
0: um so yeah i mean if if the uh production quality stays that high then uh, i think it should be pretty good have you watched all of that uh yeah i think i'm caught up on it i think there's two seasons maybe three seasons but i've i'm caught up on it yes no yeah yeah it's not um it's starting to feel a little bit drawn out but i'm still very much enjoying it um but i mean that's a lot of that happens a lot of the time like you know with series like that where they really try and like Uh, you know get a really solid first season in and then they just you know they start drawing things out a little bit more so that they can get more mileage out of it kind of thing but uh no it's 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 been you said the production value on it has been amazing and uh and the storyline itself is pretty cool and very different than a lot of other stuff that's you know it's not superhero it's not like sci-fi well it's sci-fi ish but that's not the main sort of uh draw of it kind of thing so
1: yeah um, no, I've heard good things I just I, I haven't actually talked to anybody who's actually watched it so mm-hmm. I don't I wasn't sure if I was going to sit down and watch it it does sound intriguing it sounds like a lot like the the story from the uh, the modern wolfenstein games yeah then like the the current run of wolfenstein games are all in like kind of an alternate 50s where the nazis won and stuff like that and you're mm-hmm. like in the resistance or whatever so I love got a
0: sequel coming out wolfenstein game I should maybe go back and play the new ones
1: uh if you yeah if you like the old ones it plays it's got a very arcadey kind of like it's got that feel to it just like yeah. with super nice graphics and stuff like that the mm. the, the last the first two uh the new order and then the old blood or whatever are both excellent and i think uh the new ones coming out colossus new colossus or something like that comes out in the fall mm. <laughs> the sequel to it the direct sequel the other one was dlc like the old blood was dlc so mm.
0: All right. There was uh, a little bit of sad Marvel movie news this week, uh, in that a stunt woman lost her life while filming Deadpool Two. Yeah. Forty-year-old uh, female stunt woman who was uh, yeah. doubling Zazie Beetz, who's playing Domino, uh, was killed in a motorcycle accident. That's been happening a lot the last little while. I've seen two or three of those. And I, I can't remember. Yeah, there was one on Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, it was the Walking Dead months.
1: one. Yeah, there was another one, too, but I can't remember what the other one was. So,
0: Yeah, always sad when that happens. I mean, it also goes to show, like, you know, I guess um, movies these days are, you know, so much trying to, like, one up themselves so much that sometimes they maybe put people at unnecessary risk. And, you know, especially something that could maybe have just as easily been done with CGI or something instead
1: was it this that there's that kind of weird movement to like stay away from CGI as much as possible unless yeah. it's absolutely necessary? And that's now yeah. they're at the point where maybe they're doing stunts that like maybe they'll think twice about doing them and just use a model at this point, kind of yeah. thing. Like use a CGI thing.
0: When you're breaking Harrison's for Harrison Ford's leg and shit like that uh, for the sake of practical <laughs> effects. And <laughs> didn't he didn't he
1: just do that like walking down like f- stumbling down the ramp of the Millennium Falcon or something ridiculous? Like uh, it was something- I heard that I heard one of the doors like closed on his leg or something oh, like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I heard I heard he I heard he just like stumbled up and down the ramp or something like yeah. that. It was like maybe that was
0: somebody joking about it, but I don't know. Yeah. Um so Game of Thrones this week was also pretty fucking epic. And there's one thing in particular I want to touch on, which was uh uh well, god Gilly, Sam's wife's uh, little revelation. Did you guys both catch that?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. It was Rhaegar?
0: Yeah, so basically like, she, oh, yeah, she's flipping through an old book and starts talking to Uh, Sam about how this old guy Rhaegar uh, divorced and remarried like sort of really quietly kind of thing which essentially confirms that Jon Snow is the true heir uh, to the Iron Throne to the Iron Throne
2: yep I love that like I was watching it with Mark and when that happened he was looking at his phone and I was like babe (laughs) You hear that? He was like, "What?" And I was like, "Rewind it. This is why we need to listen to everything."
0: Yeah, they slipped it in real quiet, and uh, it's one of those things. Like, if you hadn't been paying attention, you would have been like, "Why the hell are they talking about this? I don't get it." Yeah. But uh, yeah, that
2: was uh, yeah. Oh, it was so smart.
0: But then it was so fucking frustrating because Sam just like dismisses her and doesn't catch on. So I'm really hoping that Sam has like a fucking like epiphany at some point. Now that uh, Gilly said that and realizes what it meant. Well, there's still another season of it to go, so, so th- I'm sure they'll they'll draw that out the last possible
1: second, like they do everything else. Yeah. Did
2: you guys um, watch the leaked episode?
1: Yep. I no, haven't I yet
2: because, like, it was too. F- it- Mark downloaded it, but it'd been sped up, so it was like.
1: Mm, no, the one I got was like perfect, so I watched it. It's uh, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna be upset.
2: <laughs> oh no! Did they bring bring Gendry back just to sh- slaughter him?
0: No, no uh, spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, we'll, we'll play I'm spoiler free. It technically hasn't aired yet. Yeah. You can go get it. it. Yeah. It's uh it's
1: out there, but um but the only problem with me, I I watched it like Monday or Tuesday, I think is when it leaked, I think. Hmm. And I was like, like, so now I've watched it and I'm like now I've gotta wait a week at a goddamn half for a new episode, so Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's the end too, so <laughs> that's not
2: um, oh, next week's the end, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: they always make the second last episode huge, though.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what other fun news do I have? Oh, this one is from uh from like a week ago, but um, do you guys see that uh auction for the Rick and Morty Sichuan sauce? I did. No. That's fucking amazing. Somebody, yeah. somebody paid. Well, you guys saw it to start out. I think we talked about it uh, previously that uh, McDonald's made and sent uh Dan Harmon or whoever it was that uh. Yeah, Justin Roiland sent him a bottle, like a big, like two liter bottle of Sichuan sauce that they had <laughs> made especially spe- spe- uh, for him, and then they also sent out, you know, a, a limited number of other ones, probably like mostly to media and stuff like that, um, as sort of a promo kind of thing or you know viral marketing or whatever. And yeah. uh, somebody sold theirs on Amazon or on eBay and got like fifteen grand for it.
1: Yeah, gave oh. the charity though, didn't he? Like the fifteen grand, like it wasn't like he used it for himself he gave it to like some video game charity or something like that I can't oh remember what it was. i don't know uh...
2: like second life or something
1: yeah something like that like he, he's a he's a like a like an online like youtube personality or something like that because the um kind of funny games like podcast guys were talking about him like they knew him and i can't remember his name now because it was like they do seven <laughs> podcasts um like a week mm. so it was in there somewhere and i kind of missed it so
0: Here's a pretty big one. Uh, So Disney announced last week that they're going to be pulling all of their movies from Netflix and starting their own streaming service. Uh. Yeah. So that's, I don't know, I don't know if that's a good move or not, um, because they've had such success, at least with the Marvel stuff on Netflix, that, uh, and I'm not sure how much of this that would cover, because that is technically Disney now. It covers the movies from what I understand so far, but um, the Netflix series... Um, are staying where they are. So original right content, now. original content made for yeah. Netflix doesn't. It's just stuff that's licensed to them. That
1: yeah, I think yeah. that's what's going away. And that's not even in... well. I mean, you're in the states, so it kind of affects you. It doesn't affect Canada right away, as far as I know, because yeah. they haven't like shored up everything. Doing a streaming service in Canada is super complicated, I guess. Like you still can't get like HBO Go or um, like WWE Network up here without having a cable subscription to it. There's a WWE the WWE
0: Network. Signals.
1: Yeah, yeah, you get the pay per views for like ten bucks a month.
0: Jesus. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so I I don't know if that's the right move. Like, I think that you know Netflix has such a massive you know user base right now that that's probably the best way for them to get their content out to people. Um, Maybe they weren't getting the best deal from Netflix or whatever, but uh, I don't know. Well, it's like it's a fragmenting thing again, right? It's the same problem you have with
1: cable, where like you end up paying, like, what's the argument? It's always like, okay, the best part about Netflix is that everything's in one spot. Whereas if everybody's got their own streaming services, it means you're kind of, like, having to go and subscribe to 17 different things, thus defeating, like, negating cutting the cord in the first place. Yeah. So if you'll have a subscription to, like, if you're a Marvel, like, if you're me, I'll have my Netflix subscription, and then I have Crave TV up here, because we can't get any HBO, Mm -hmm. and then Disney, so that I can get Marvel, Star Wars whatever else kind of stuff yeah and then cbs all access because i want to watch star trek and then what other ones are going to launch and like just be a streaming service like it's a giant pain in the ass
0: yeah i mean if it means you know that you have to have as many fucking apps on your phone or your tablet or websites or you know tabs open on your browser or whatever that you used to have exactly fucking channels that you'd uh you know switch through then is it really any better yeah exactly
1: like there's no there's no point to it whatsoever so i'm just like I mean, I see why they're doing it, because it just means the money goes right to them. But at the same time, it's just like, eventually, you it's diminishing returns on, like, how many streaming services do you want to subscribe to? Like, yeah. do I care that much? Can I just download it? that's when everybody just starts downloading again, right? Like, yeah. like, you just cancel them all and just be like, fucking, I'm a pirate again. Yeah, I'm a torrent. Um, yeah. yeah. Get
2: a VPN. It's cheaper.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get your unlimited internet and a VPN. You're hidden. Yeah. Download your shit. We're not condoning piracy at all, guys. (laughs) We don't don't do it at all. Yeah, yeah. not
2: download the new Game of Thrones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't download it four days ago at all. No! (laughs)
2: Um,
0: So also related to that, uh, Netflix has just bought the rights to the Miller world, Mark Miller's uh, stable of characters and stories. So that includes, uh, I mean, he is the writer and creator of, or co-creator of, the wanted stories uh kick-ass kingsmen um nice. and i don't think any of those properties are involved in the deal though because they're already at other studios yeah I understand. but i mean there's also what else would there be then in that uh in that stable uh nemesis
1: uh huck mm. i don't know i can't think of any i can't remember all of his stuff the big ones are like what are his big ones well you just named the biggest ones like wanted um kingsmen which was like the comics suck. Like, I'm, I'm amazed the movies are as good as they are. Kick-Ass was, like, a thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, it's curious because they bought, like, it's a big deal for Mark Millar or Miller or whatever, however you pronounce his name. But it's it's a weird, like, I think most of his big properties are already tied up. So, it means he's getting, he's going to have to go back and create new properties to dump on Netflix, which I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. I want to see Nemesis kind of happen at some point because that was an awesome book, but.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's nice that they're still going after new properties, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Even oh yeah. They're losing big properties. Yeah.
1: Uh, Got to replace those. I'm, I'm assuming at some point they'll lose those Marvel shows and they'll get shunted over to Disney or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I, it would be nice for them to have some kind of content to back that up with. Mm-hmm. Somebody else, I think Amazon bought Kirkman's stuff too.
0: Uh, the Skybound. Uh, I remember seeing something about that, but I don't remember who it was. It might have been Hulu, might have been Amazon. But uh, maybe I can't Amazon, remember. It was Amazon or Hulu or yeah. something like
1: that. Um, yeah, Kirk, that's a that's a money making machine. Like Millar's stuff makes money in the theaters, kind of. But like, Walking Dead's a huge fucking deal. Even if I don't watch it, yeah, I'd love to see like an Invincible movie at some point. So
0: yeah, that's, yeah, I'm sure that'll come out at some point because it is a pretty pretty acclaimed series, and it seems like it would yeah. adapt pretty well to like a rated R movie or a yep. uh, or a, a series. rated R miniseries or something like that. I don't know if they could pull off the special effects required to do that in a, <laughs> a, a TV show. Yeah. It's pretty like...
1: Gruesome. Epically. Well, it's gruesome, first of all. It's also like very like galactic spanning kind of thing. Like lots of aliens and weird shit going on. Yeah. It's a great comic. Great fucking comic, though.
0: It's almost done, actually. He's finishing it up soon. So, um, In the dregs of the uh, streaming world, YouTube Red is apparently making a Karate Kid sequel st- series called Cobra Kai. And Ralph Macchio is back for it, and also some of the other stars, quote unquote stars of Karate Kid as well.
2: Ralph Macchio <laughs>
0: is. Uh, is Elizabeth Shue back? Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, the only ones that they're listing is uh, listing is uh, yeah, Ralph Macchio and uh, the Cobra William Chi Zabka. Guy. Yeah, the Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai, the Cobra Kai yeah. dojo. It's obviously not going to have uh, Mr. Miyagi because he's dead. He is. Yeah, he's passed away. Yeah but uh, no Elizabeth.
1: She was no sale. Not that I was ever going to watch this. Cause I don't care at all. I don't think I've seen the karate kid in like 25 years. So
0: I love karate kid. Like it's one of my favorite 80s really? movies, but even I don't know if I have much interest in a revival. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I even like the second and third movies as well. Maybe not so much. The Hillary swank one. Oh God. I forgot about that. Or the, or the Jaden Smith one. I was going to say there was one with Will Smith's kid, right? Yeah. 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 That, yeah, let's not talk huh? about that. There's a, oh, and, a Karate uh, Kid remake. I right, kid. Yeah.
2: I won't lie, I've only seen it once a long time ago, just the first one.
0: <laughs> um, all right, second to last piece of news, uh Dark Tower released and flopped. Yeah.
2: Oh, it, it flopped.
0: Yeah, apparently it's not even like
1: remotely based on the actual books or like the char- like the kid character that is the main focus of the book for some reason or the of the movie for whatever reason doesn't get introduced until, like, book four. I just started reading the first one, so I have no actual context, but apparently the movie's fucking terrible, so.
0: Yeah. It sounds like they just basically put way too much, uh, tried to put way too much stuff into one movie and didn't set it up properly, and uh, I mean, it's, it seems like it was probably gonna be really difficult to adapt in a movie to begin with, like, it's probably one of those ones that would've done better as a miniseries or something like that, but
1: Netflix show probably should have been a probably should have been one of those cable series that we love we all love so much yeah, maybe maybe
0: it will be someday
1: um Hopefully.
0: but yeah the reviews for it are not good
1: it's too bad though cuz like having Idris Elba on uh, on that would have been awesome like he was like him and um McConaughey but like from what i understand of the books I'm like that's casting's amazing can i please have that like as a tv show but apparently they just botched the movie really bad so yeah fuck
0: like that's too bad yeah all right Last piece of news, Christy, did you see much about the uh, Pokemon Go Stadium Festival thing in Japan this weekend? No. So you don't know that Mewtwo's coming?
2: <gasps> but I don't have any friends who play it anymore around me, and i <laughs> loser. No one will play with me so I can't get it. I haven't gotten a Lugia. I haven't gotten a Zapdos. I haven't gotten a Moltres. I haven't gotten an Articuno. I haven't gotten anything and this sucks. This sucks. I hate this. I don't want to know. Why would you bring it up him? <laughs> oh my god. Well, although, I, may all have all found,
1: legendaries. I think we may have found the fatal flaw in buying Christy a headset is when she makes really
0: <laughs> loud noises. It's, it's directly into her microphone. <laughs> um... All of the uh all the legendaries are gonna be around until the end of August to begin with, so you've got another couple weeks to go out and try and find find some friends, Christy. I don't have with. any
2: friends who like it.
0: <laughs> um Can you
2: just come down and we could just like play
0: together. You come to Atlanta. I can't leave the US right now because I'm scared I won't get let back in.
2: That's true. You probably wouldn't as a white male.
0: <laughs> yeah, all it takes is for them to say, you look a little bit Anti-Trump.
2: You do look a bit Canadian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably it might be like well, I guess depending on who's actually running
1: the TSA that week, it could be that big swastik on your chest too, Tim. So yeah, yeah that might be a problem. yeah, that might be an issue.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I should, I should get that it's tattoo a serious removed. Serious
2: problem. Yeah, you should totally
0: get that removed. Um, the bad luck, buddy. The bad luck. <laughs> it it means different things. It was co opted by the Nazis. It meant something different before. Um,
2: it's a serious problem. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so there was this Pokemon Go of festival event or something in uh, in Japan this past weekend, and there was a stadium where they would let you in, and uh, then you c- had a chance to participate in a raid battle to catch Mewtwo. And I guess the catch rate for it was like ridiculously high; like they basically everybody got one that tried uh. to get one kind of thing. And uh, then they announced that they're going to be releasing it to sort of the general public as well as like a step above a legendary raid. So essentially it's an invite only raid. Um, Basically, if you've recently defeated a raid at a gym and Mewtwo pops up there later on, it will tell you Mewtwo is at this gym. Here's your invitation to go catch him kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's how I guess that's going to go. So a lot of people now are going out and trying to, you know, do as many raids as they can at as many different gyms as they can so that they, whenever Mewtwo pops up, yeah, they'll get that invitation to go catch it.
2: Interesting. I've never played with someone else.
0: You haven't done any raid battles at all or?
2: No, I've done raid battles, just not with anyone else.
0: Oh, you've just done like level one or level two ones that you could like solo kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah yeah that's it it's it's fun if you can find a good group of people to go out and do it with, or if you just like happen upon a group of people that are doing it kind of thing
2: mm. um, I guess <laughs> I'm just depressed about it right now, okay I'm just depressed,
0: <laughs> but yeah, that was all the news I think that's fit to print this week anyways. There's some other piddly little stuff, so let's move on to our Geek of the week of the week
2: <laughs> get a so new slowly.
0: microphone
2: little slow <laughs> oh.
0: um so all right let's go with mark first what was the geekiest thing you did this week does watching all of defenders
1: in eight hours count yeah that's mine that's too that's
2: pretty geeky
1: so <laughs> but we've talked about that kind of already so I haven't really been doing much of that like I because I, I finished on my tv I'm in the middle of I I got stuck rewatching Californication. I'm mm-hmm. almost done. I've got like four episodes left. Jeez, that's like that. five or six
0: seasons too, isn't it? It's a...
1: about two weeks worth of like me sitting around watching TV. Like I've been watching. To be fair, like I work at home. Like whatever. Like a day or two a week yeah. now. So I'm like, I'll just throw it up on a second screen and have it playing. I've seen it so many times now that like so many titties. Yeah, so many boobies. <laughs> oh,
2: I thought that was like a weird saying. No. Just like so minute titties. Just that show has
1: got like like one instance of female nudity in it per episode minimum or something like that. Oh. So
0: it's like contractually yeah. obligated or something. Like it was in their yeah, contract with Showtime.
1: Yeah, you must show boobs yep. once per episode. Kind Usually of thing. pretty
0: nice boobs too.
1: Usually pretty pretty nice. <laughs> so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like that show. So I, re- I was rewatching it, and then Defenders happened today. So I was like, "Fuck that noise! New yeah. Daredevil! Give me new Daredevil!" Yeah. So. That was my way for
0: this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll go because mine is basically the same as Mark's. I b- mine is definitely that I just binged fucking Defenders all day today, and like as soon as yeah, I started like, work this morning, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Defenders day. I'm just gonna put that on, and that will be my day at work." Yeah. Kind of thing. And I said I didn't get to watch it like super, you know, as closely as I might have liked to, and uh, I probably missed. Yeah, I'll probably uh, rewatch some stuff, that. so I probably will try and rewatch it uh, in the evenings and get a little bit better idea of it, but. Definitely good, definitely good. I feel like they got the team dynamic pretty, pretty down. Yeah, I like the dynamic of like everybody kind of interacting.
1: Yeah. So that was kind of the best part. Was like anything like plot related, I was like, yeah, whatever. But like when they were just kind of like riffing on each other, I'm like, this is yeah. They really got they got the actors chosen properly to play the roles mm-hmm. they did, and that's saying something because I was not too sure about Finn Jones after that Iron Fist season. Yeah,
0: but, but I think he works better in the team, right? Because like he, I mean, the teams have to have like sort of or everybody's supposed to got to have kind of their weak spot on the team and his clearly is like his sort of, you know, youthful impetuousness kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. and His naivete and that kind of thing. And and that, and they definitely, whereas they don't necessarily point that out explicitly on iron fist. They definitely uh, leaned into that harder in, uh, or at least they didn't highlight it as a weakness in iron fist. They definitely uh, leaned into that harder as his like character flaw in in defenders.
1: Yeah, try trying not to. We're, we're trying not to spoil it because we like Tim and I clearly I, yeah, want to talk no, it's about just it. no, it's just tonal yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, Just tonal yeah. stuff. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but no, I like yeah. Again, it's like it was it was well worth like it, it's like eight episodes. Like it's not a huge like twelve yeah. hour time commitment like the other ones are. Yeah, like I think eight episodes actually is like the right length for those shows. Like I think even the solo seasons would be probably better served at eight.
0: Well, I think I think Iron Fist and Luke Cage would have. I, I'm I don't think that necessarily that daredevil or uh or jessica jones needed to be any shorter because they were pretty solid all the way through but uh, the second season the second season of daredevil had some stuff i would trim out probably maybe the second season of daredevil could have been a little shorter but yeah um but all right before we do spoil anything for christy christy what was your geek of the week
2: Ooh. to be honest i have had a very um intense week with not a lot of time to be geeky uh I, I went and had my second voice acting class, which was really fun. But yeah, no, I, I had my voice acting class. And then I went to a blues bar, which was kind of cool. Um, but as for being straight up geeky, I haven't played any video games. I barely played Pokemon Go, though I had a shit fit today with Pokemon Go. I like, I, ugh, I've been walking around with this 10K egg in this stupid son of a bitch. It gave me the shittiest Pokemon That I have like 15 of, and I was just like, "Where the fuck is this coming from? Why is this a 10K egg?" And I I just let me just pull it up. I remember
0: it was. (laughs) You're so angry that you can't even remember.
2: No, it was like that blue thing with the on its head. Blue thing. And I was just like, I was with a work colleague. Oh no, that's my geek of the week. I can't believe I didn't think about this, even though it's not that geeky. It's it's pretty ridiculous, and I thought you guys would get a kick out of it. Um, okay, let me just pull up this number and then I'll and then I'll tell you what happened at work that was pretty redonk.
0: I'm looking through my Pokedex right now, see if I can figure out what one it was you're talking about.
2: I bet you won't. Oh, a Chinchu.
0: Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Out of a ten K egg? Yeah,
2: what the fuck did I get that out of a ten K egg?
0: Yeah, that's horseshit.
2: I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. I'm just like genuinely furious. Yeah. What a waste.
0: That a that run. truly that is terrible.
2: 10 days. Anyway. Um, okay. So no, I know what my geek thing is. Okay. It's not even like geeky, but it's the fact that like, I think you guys will just get a kick out of it. <laughs> so we, every Wednesday morning at work, we have something called coffee time where everybody that can comes down for half an hour to an hour and we sit and we have a, you know, catered little breakfast and hang out and chat. And, um, it's really fun and like a really great atmosphere and you're trying to like get to know your, um, your coworkers and blah, blah, blah. But, um, the subject of fear came up.
1: (laughs) I know where this is going.
2: And I told them and had an episode trying to talk about, um, about everything. And, um,
1: don't barf on your new new microphone. I'm
2: fine. But it, the worst part was that, um, None of them knew about Totoro. Like, one person knew about it. Um, That was just the
0: tiniest little puke take there.
2: Yeah. And they, um, a couple of them already knew about Alf. And, like, one work colleague sent me a couple emails with pictures of Alf just to be a dick. Um, (laughs) But they, I, how it came up originally was that the principal was talking about how he had a bit of a weird thing and, I was like, I have a weird thing, too. And I was like, mine's with pottery. Uh, sorry. Uh, like <laughs> Unfinished. <laughs> so unfinished pottery.
0: Unglazed <laughs> pot- pottery. They, me.
2: Oh, God. And so they all just died. And like people kept bringing it up all day when I was like trying to do it to like. To like bond and they totally turned it against me.
1: That's how you bond with your team is by finding others' weaknesses and picking on them. I thought because it would be
2: them. to open up about your weaknesses.
1: No, no, that's a that's a silly that's a silly expectation, Christine.
2: <laughs> anyway. That's uh that's uh that's my that's my week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you gonna recover from that?
2: I'm good, I'm good, I'm good.
0: <laughs> you can't blame us this time. That was you did that to yourself. Self-inflicted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let us move on to our meat of the episode. Meat
2: of the episode. Mystery meat.
0: Oh, that's what I was going to say. Baker me to Street meat. <laughs> Baked meat. Baked meat. <laughs> so this week, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about the show that you decided that I should watch, which is Sherlock.
2: <laughs> what an awesome like response that you got.
0: Yeah, and I'm hoping that... Uh, yeah, I want to do more stuff like that. Um, I mean, we've gotten some good like recommendations on music and stuff like that as well from some of our listeners and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, that was great. And I'm going to go back to that list and see like maybe what came up as second most for my next show. But uh, between then, which is like two weeks ago or something like that, and now I've burned through all four seasons of Sherlock, um, which, I mean, granted, they're not a lot of episodes, but they're fucking long episodes. Each one is basically a movie. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, but before we get into the modern uh, Banner Snatch Cumberbund Sherlock, uh, I want to get a little bit into uh, the history of the character itself, or particularly our history with the character. Had, do you guys like really immerse yourself or been exposed too much to any other Sherlock Holmes properties before this, whether it's like a book or a TV show or movie or anything?
2: Well, the Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey yeah. Jr. stuff. Um, and then um, Basil of Baker Street from uh, The the uh, Great Mouse. Oh, Brothers. Jesus.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, counts. <laughs> okay. Mine's more like I've read all the books and I watched my one of my favorite shows growing up was actually The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes was a BBC series with Jeremy Brett. I remember that bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I used, to, I used to play on a I have the Blu-ray box set here. Mm hmm. It is. Uh, it's actually really, really well done. They're all super accurate to the books and stuff like that. Um, it's an awesome show. But yeah, I've read all the, like, my dad as I started getting into, like, mystery stuff, dad gave me the books to read. I have a, a couple really cool editions of them floating around the house. Um, they're some of my favorite books to, like, go back and, because they're so short for the most part. They're almost, like, novella-length. Mm-hmm. I can kind of blaze through one in, like, a couple hours. Like, popcorn reading kind of thing? Yeah, pretty much. They're, like, popcorn reading now because, like, they're they're fun to read. Like, they're adventure stories, right? Just, like, a little bit higher brow adventure stories, but like they make you think and they're fun. But yeah, I've read all the, so I read all the original Conan Doyle stories and I used to watch that show. And I mean, obviously I've seen the Robert Downey Jr. Show and I tried to watch elementary and that didn't take super well, but whatever. (laughs) So yeah, I've, I've watched a lot. Like Sherlock Holmes is a character that I like a lot. So.
0: All right. Well, I guess I probably fall somewhere in between you two. Uh, I've, I've never read any of the uh, like source books, but Um, When I was a kid, uh, my parents, my my mom probably, um, got me some of those illustrated classics. They were basically like sort of graphic novels kind of thing of a couple uh, like classic Sherlock Holmes stories. Like uh, one was, I think it was like Hound of the Baskervilles and uh, The Speckled Band were a couple of them. I can't remember all the ones I had. I had maybe three or four of them. Um, And uh, so, and then I do remember, I don't remember them very well, but I do remember seeing some of the of those old like, uh, uh, BBC or whatever uh, series, I think the one that you're describing, Mark. Although there's been plenty yeah. of them over the years, a lot of different ones over the years.
1: Yeah, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes is kind of the most complete. Like it's the one that's probably. I don't like. I'm not a huge like, who, or, um, Holmesian kind of like nut. Like all these Sherlock, like Sherlock Holmes fans that are like really crazy Sherlock Holmes fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but they that tends to be like the highest regarded series mm-hmm. up until like the point where they made Sherlock, and that's kind of a splinter. Fandom at this point,
0: yeah. Um, that's when it's like, yeah, that's as book accurate as you can probably get, and like shoot it kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, but then I also have another interesting connection with uh uh Tr- the Sherlock Holmes character and story. So, when I was a kid, when I was like ten years old, I went on a vacation with my parents, uh, and this is also kind of a embarrassing story with Tim. Um, I was like ten oh! years old, and is like nineteen ninety one, uh, and we went to on a trip to like Germany and Austria and Switzerland together, like two weeks or something like that. And, uh, one of the places that we went was Reichenbach falls. Oh, nice. Uh, which is, uh, where, uh, Holmes and Moriarty, uh, famously battle and both of them perish. Although Holmes eventually comes back. Um, he gets better. Yeah. He gets better. Uh, maybe the first instance of, you know, the, character the comic book comic book hero like resurrecting yeah, exactly or sorry, never hero resurrecting never actually dead kind of thing um yeah but uh yeah so we went and saw that and um uh i had this uh walking sick that uh, i'd gotten over there uh and um you know i was like really excited to have it you know it was something i spent my own money on you know my allowance money on kind of thing and uh i uh, my sister and I were walking like up the stairs uh, that go alongside the falls, um, and they're all like rock stairs. There's railings and everything like that, but they're a little like slippery and a little bit treacherous and stuff. And uh, so, uh, me and my sister get ahead of my, um, well, my sister gets way ahead of all of us, and then I get a little bit ahead, and I stop, and I put my... Walking stick down on uh, one on the opposite wall of where the railing and everything is, but because it's slippery, the walking stick falls and slides across the walkway and falls down into the falls, and oh, it's like just no. fucking gone. And I was like so excited about it and like uh, that that and so sad that I'd lost it that I just started like crying and crying and crying, and then my oh. parents come up and they see just me, not my sister. They see me <laughs> crying and crying. No. And like and like, kind of hysterically saying like it fell over, it fell over. <laughs> oh my god! And you're like, oh my god, where's your sister? <laughs> <laughs> they start losing their shit, and it takes me like you know a few seconds to realize that to you know to actually convey to them that it was my walking stick that fell over. And I was like, it fell over. Oh, oh my, my god, that's god. fucking hysterical! <laughs> oh my like god, parents a <laughs> total fucking heart attack. Oh, you my sister. Parents is gone is has fallen down the <laughs> met to the met the same fate as holmes and moriarty God, that's <laughs> well so moriarty funny. anyway yeah <laughs> it fell over it fell, oh my God. that's fucking hysterical man <laughs> um and then i actually like when we went back down like my parents were like yeah it's gone i was like can we go look because like the bottom of the falls, like it's you know there's a river but it's not like a huge river kind of thing yeah. Um, so I went like we go look and see if we can find it and obviously I couldn't fucking find it he was probably in 8 million pieces or something like that because it fell like 100 feet or whatever but yeah that's my story about Reichenbach Falls <laughs> that's kind of hysterical <laughs> actually <laughs> but okay so now that we've talked about our history with Sherlock Holmes uh, what are you guys general feelings on the uh, what is it started 2010 the uh, Bennett Benedict Cumberbatch, I guess I'll say his name right at least once, and uh, and uh, Martin Freeman uh, version.
2: I love them together. I love them together. I think they are great. Uh, I think the writing in the show is brilliant for the most part. And <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I really enjoy their dynamic. I like the take on the series. Yeah, I don't know. I just really, I really like it.
0: Yeah, like I said, I mean you guys and you guys both watched it a while ago, right? Like did you watch it when it first came out or I was on it um as a as kind of a, a, a nerdy Holmes fan, I was I was kinda on
1: it as soon as it uh premiered. Okay. So I was into it early. Um and I've watched every season. The only season I delayed on, actually, oddly enough, was like I just finished watching season four, like in the last couple months, like over this past summer, like kind of into the spring, I think. Mm-hmm. Like I I think I told you guys when I watched it. Um, It wasn't too, too long ago. I just kind of held off on it because there's a lot of bad word of mouth about it. So I just kind of like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually, I'm sure, because I do enjoy it. And I think I watched the first episode and was like, yeah, I kind of see why people were bitching and kind of tuned out a little bit. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we well, like, we'll, can talk about I it. I think we'll get to that later. <laughs> but like, I don't I didn't I just wasn't as invested. So I was like,
0: OK, like I didn't hate it the way a lot of other people hated it because I was just kind of like,
1: yeah, all right, whatever. There,
0: It's there. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. And Christy, did you watch it right from the start? Or did you catch on to it later on, or
2: I caught on to it later because I actually thought Sherlock and Elementary were the same, and mm. oh had, god, I had no interest in Elementary. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: The Americanized so like, shitty version.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but then I discovered Benedict Cumberbatch and was like.
0: I must see all the things this lizard man yes, has done.
2: Exactly, He's not lizard man.
3: He's beautiful. And, <laughs> He's a beautiful. He looks lizard, like a gray. Man.
0: He does. He looks like a gray. He does. A he gray? looks like a gray. Gray alien. Like a like a gray alien. His eyes are all set wide apart and slanted. Yeah. And
2: Guys.
0: He's very pale. <laughs> very pale. <laughs> I love. He's got him. that oval shaped head.
2: I repeat. Yep. I love. So um, I <laughs> discovered him, and I was like, okay, I'll give this, I'll give this Sherlock thing a go, and it was like probably around twenty. 13
0: so okay was really, so like going like, into like going into like season three end yeah. of like uh, yeah after season two had already aired kind of thing
2: yeah but for season three it had, um, had started and i just oh man moriarty was just like the best character i was so into it so that's why i became more and more like the villains were just never as good yeah even the newest one in that shitty season four. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, we'll we'll get to that I'm sure. Uh but for me, like like I said, I just I binged this over like the last two weeks. So all this is pretty fucking fresh in my mind, although it probably a little bit of it got pushed out by uh defenders today. Defenders? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, luckily I took notes. So um but yeah, I mean I, I've really enjoyed it overall. I like that it is um it's clearly the the like obviously modern takes on the classic characters but it is they're not just rehashing the old stories like they're some of the stories are named after older stories but they're in many ways they're like in name only or very loosely related to the original mysteries and stuff like that um which is nice because a lot of you know true or like big people people that know even a little bit about uh Sherlock Holmes and and the stories will be like okay I don't need to see this again cuz you know, I know what the mystery is, I know how it ends, kind of thing. So why would I just watch an another version of that set in modern times or whatever?
1: Yeah, that's um, that's kind of the big selling point for me is that it, it it is based on like there's stuff and there's like bits and pieces of the stories that are lifted straight from the books and just kind of transplanted over. Yeah. But for the most like they kind of turn them on their ear a little bit, which makes it um Yeah. More interesting for me as a fan of like the books and like the class, like that old series and stuff like that, where I've seen them all a couple of times kind of thing, or I've read all the books a, a number of times. So
0: yeah. And they like bait and switch a lot and stuff like that too. Yeah. Like they make you think that they're going maybe the more classic, like traditional way that that story goes, but then they they'll you know, just fucking jump tracks onto something completely different kind of thing. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of actual, like just writing and TV, it is, I would say it's definitely a, a pioneering show. Um, especially, I mean, the format as well, like doing, you know, mol- uh, large long episodes, long format episodes and only doing like three or four a season kind of thing is, is also really huh. unique. And there's not a lot of other shows that are doing, I can't think of any, it's, it's, any other show that's doing it's like, that right now. It's
1: like British brevity taken to like the ultimate extreme where yeah. we only get three episodes, but each episode is like. Very, very long kind of thing. So, And they
0: could easily have done each of these stories, like, broken up over, like, three half-hour episodes or something like that, or two-hour-long episodes, but... That would be so fucking frustrating. Yeah. That would drive me crazy. Exactly. I mean, I think I think the format that they've chosen really does lend itself very well, and I'm sure that it was a massive fight for uh, Moffat and Gaddis, the creators, to uh, to actually sell that format to... I think it's BBC or is this guy that originally... It's, it's BBC. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was actually. I think they did the
1: the original study in pink, um, like the the pilot mm-hmm. was sixty minutes, and I think it was kind of unanimously decided like it didn't quite work as a sixty minute show. Mm. So they kind of pitched like let's let's do ninety minutes and do like three episodes per season. Yeah, and somebody they were they were like yeah okay, and they just kind of did it, and huh. that's what stuck. Interesting. So I might be I might be wrong, but I think I read that somewhere at some point where they were like. Yeah. that was kind of the format they decided on after doing the original pilot mm-hmm. and then like they're just like no this this works perfectly for this show so let's just stick with it mm-hmm. and that's what it is now like that's what sherlock is yeah because that's the big joke right like they've signed on to do like um like 10 for 10 more years or something like that yeah at one point they signed on to do a bunch more years and like the fandom was just like yay six more episodes kind of thing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true though it's true <laughs> yeah
0: yeah Yeah, and I mean, and it's become sort of legendary in terms of the gap between seasons now as well. I mean, particularly with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman having both become such household names since. Oh, they're huge. I mean, and they weren't necessarily, I mean, Martin Freeman was pretty big before this, but really Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't really big when this started in like 2010. And it's been the last like four or five years that he's really become a huge name in film. It's funny though,
2: because like they didn't have any other choices for him. It was he was always going to be Sherlock.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, like it. But since then, it's just become such a nightmare to get their schedules and all the supporting character schedules, kind of thing, to uh, line up where they can actually. Well, and I'm sure it also takes quite a while to write these really intricate stories and stuff like that too.
1: Well, it's the writing. I think the production too is notoriously difficult because they are ostensibly shooting three movies back to back to back kind of thing. Like it's almost like. And maybe not as effects heavy as like shooting like a lord of the rings back to back or like i guess right now they're shooting avengers 4 3 and 4 back to back yeah but so it's not like that kind of thing but it is still like a long production per episode and they do they do shoot them like in a chunk right so you're that's like a tv series worth of shooting and then like back end to like
0: yeah it's got to be like these tv shows it's got to it be several be months years. of shooting like it's i would imagine yeah. it probably takes like a month an episode or more to shoot them
1: yeah, absolutely. And, like, Moffat's, obviously, well, up till now, was busy. Like, he was always doing, like, at least one other show at the same time, because he was on Doctor, Doctor Who, Who yeah. as well. In the, but he was also, like, he did um, that years. Jekyll show. Yeah, he also did that, well, like, he's got the Capaldi years under his belt now, too. Yeah. So. Um, but he did the, um, that Jekyll show was on at one point, too, that was also kind of running simultaneously. So. Yeah. And Mark Gaddis obviously has bit parts in game of thrones like once a season so that's got to take some time because god only knows where they shoot that who shit, the fuck so. is he in game of thrones he's the banker oh yeah okay yeah he's the guy from the iron bank he just showed right. up in an episode like a couple weeks ago and i was like oh fuck yeah that's right i forgot he was that guy yeah yeah Yeah. I yeah. huh.
2: uh, it's funny though because like he's only been in wasn't that his first episode in it though
1: no nah, it was like a second or third oh
2: okay
1: he showed up like really early mm. Like, way, way back. And then, when they finally brought the character back, they're like, well, fuck it. Let's get Mark Gaddis back because Mark Gaddis is fucking awesome. He is awesome.
2: I love that he produces the show, too.
1: Yeah. He's a talented fucking writer.
0: If he's keeping Moffat in check enough to keep the quality of that show up, he's doing good work. Mm. Huh. I had no idea at that point that that was the guy that fucking plays Minecraft is one of the co creators as well.
1: Yeah. There you go. Learning
0: things. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Dance robot dance, your educational spot. Yeah, tim tim's tim's education yeah, tim's anyway education. i think that's
1: pretty common knowledge in the fandom but like <laughs> i mean it's this, at first it wasn't it w- at first like nobody really knew it was just like oh wait shit is that the same guy because it was like gaddis yeah. and they just didn't, they don't really put his name in the uh the credits it's just like moffat and gaddis kind of thing yeah. right but then later it was like oh shit wait mycroft is like mark gaddis the same guy yep oh it was I this the time of the first like season we were all like
0: oh shit look at that yeah mm-hmm. same guy i mean i never i never end up I never end up like diving too deeply into like the you know production teams and stuff like that on these shows. Like I'm basically just there for the content. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, but you're you're a uh, specialist for that kind of stuff, Mark.
1: Well, I always like getting into like production team, or not production teams, but like I like to know who's writing yeah. and stuff usually because like if quality's going to be there, that's why like I'll go check who the showrunner is on the Netflix shows before they come out because mm-hmm. I'll be like, you know what, talk do for this, yeah. so I kind of know what like direction they're going to go in, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like I yeah. should have known Iron Fist cuz like the Iron Fist
0: guys
1: were not <laughs> well known for much and I was like I should have known ahead of time that it wasn't going to hold up but
0: there yeah you go. But yeah I mean it's it's I've I've been really happy with it overall uh there have been some parts that I've enjoyed more than others but overall I've greatly enjoyed it I really do enjoy that there are lots of good nods and references to other classic Holmes mysteries even if it's like in montage kind of thing where they'll like yeah. just spout out like the case of whatever kind of thing and I'm like oh I remember that one and that one kind of thing yeah um yeah they turn them into like noodle incidents where
1: it's like yeah they just mentioned it off like off screen like it happened off screen kind of thing like that one time when this happened like yeah i'd like to see that but you don't actually get to see it yeah yeah because it is usually a reference to a classic
0: story like yeah a exactly. story
2: i really do need to read them i think
0: i mean they are they're they're pulp they're really pulpy so they are pretty quick like mark said from what i yeah they're easy reads yeah did
2: did he end up killing off the character
0: um. Well, that like when he and
1: Moriarty like he intended to kill him off uh-huh. in
2: the,
1: the final problem that was the Reichenbach Falls story. Yeah, the Reichenbach yeah. Falls story. Um. But then he kind of he brought him back. And I don't think he ever actually killed him at the end. I think he died before he got a chance to or something yeah. like that. I oh God!
0: Did either you guys see Mr. Holmes, the no. Ian McKellen movie? No, not yet. Where he plays like a old, really old uh, Sherlock Holmes. It was fucking heart wrenching. It was so yeah. good, but it was also really tough because um, it was like Ian McKellen playing basically uh, a version of, or like an older, you know, in his 80s Sherlock Holmes, like retired, um, but he's st- starting to get like Alzheimer's. His memory's starting to go on him. And he's like yeah. desperately trying to solve like this one final case kind of thing, but he's having so much trouble with his memory that it's, oh. it's, yeah. And it's like. Yeah, it, it's it was been sitting on
1: my hard drive to watch for like, I, it's been out for like, what, two years now? I've been yeah. wanting to watch it, but I'm just like, I don't know if I'm really ready to sit through that right
0: now. <laughs> Alicia and I went and saw it in theaters, uh, mainly because Alicia just fucking of course you loves, loves, loves Ian loves, McKellen. Yeah, Ian McKellen. Um, it's her, uh, her, well, Ian McKellen reminds her a lot of her grandfather. And uh, also, I think he's like her gay boyfriend. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, but it was, it was really good. It was an amazing performance by McKellen for sure. Uh, And and another pretty interesting take on the character, but yeah, that just brought it up because we were talking about whether he ever actually died. But uh, yeah, I I think the reason that uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle brought him back as a character was basically fan outrage. Like it was just people wanted more. Like they were writing him yeah. letters and letters and letters and saying like, oh my God, I love these books. Please don't let it be over. I just want more. And eventually he just caved to the pressure kind of thing uh. Yeah. started and found a, you know, wrote him back in kind of thing or figured out a way to get around his death or whatever. I don't know, I'm trying to remember if he like, really
1: mentioned what happened. like, Or if it was just it was like,
0: just... And, and Holmes is back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was kind of like,
0: like no, I think he kind of like reappeared, but it was yeah. like a thing. Because it wasn't an era where like people were super concerned with continuity like they are today and... You know, most a lot like any other form of serialized media kind of thing. Yeah. The books are surprised. They, the books surprisingly hold up really well
1: in terms of that, though. Like, they, they do reference back to older stories and stuff a fair bit. So, like, oh, cool. if you, it's almost, but it's more like the way it was treated back then would have been more like a bonus. It'd be like, oh, that's cheeky. He's referring back to this story that I read like two years ago or whatever. And if you remember it, that's great. But if it does, it doesn't affect the story. Not like now where, like, if you missed an episode of Game of Thrones, you're fucked for the next episode kind of yeah. thing. Cause they're, they're expecting you to have like, all the psychopedic knowledge, knowledge yeah. of everything that's going on, in spite of the fact that I can't remember like more than four or, characters, me.
0: or at least the Wikipedia page open
1: at any given well, time. That. <laughs> yeah, You're like who the yep. fuck is that? <laughs> yeah,
0: but all right. Well, I mean, uh, it's pretty clear just based on our discussions and based on the show itself that uh, the show is extremely fucking character driven. So let's dive into favorite and least favorite characters. Um, I mean let's just skip Sherlock because I think that's pretty obvious that he's like the core of the series. But uh, in terms of, I mean, unless anybody really has something that they think is revolutionary to say about him and his performance and I don't know. No. All right. Well then.
2: <laughs> well, I just, yeah, he's, I mean, you guys know how I feel about, about <laughs> Cumberbatch. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that there, and I'll, I'll just say this quickly. I think that the way he is able to, um, the subtle, the way he plays home subtly with like a bit of autism.
0: Oh, he's on the uh, spectrum somewhere for sure.
2: Yeah. Like he, he's on sitting on the spectrum. I think it's fascinating though that like, um, I, I just, I love the way that, um, his performance goes with like the bits of text that happen around his head when he's like trying to connect ideas yeah. and like, um, but again, it's, it's more the subtlety. That's why I really like Benedict Cumberbatch in almost everything he does because he's always, he's got these like really good instincts for like he just really he really connects with the character when he's in it. Like uh Doctor Strange had some homesy kind of qualities, but he was still like different enough even though they're kind of similar ish. Yeah. So like I don't know, I just thought
0: S- similar was- level of uh of self absorption I would say yeah, <laughs> and sort yeah. of disconnectedness yeah. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I would agree that the, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good subtlety his, to his, his performances. Timing is really, really excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are times where, you know, he's just spouting off, uh, dialogue like crazy kind of thing. There are other times where his, you know, timing is a little bit more slower paced, but it's, you know, suited kind of thing. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't see anybody else that would perform that th- quite the same way.
2: Yeah. So that's, that's what I'll say about it.
0: All right. Uh, well, I think his performance is not like it's not what I would call it's not like a book
1: actor performance or anything like that. Yeah, but no. I enjoy the way he does it. Like it's a different kind of take on the character.
0: Um, yeah, agreed. I mean, it is, and I love it. I love that take on the character. That I mean, I would say that um, Sherlock Holmes can often be portrayed as sort of a Mary Sue, like you know perfect kind of character like nothing well he very much he very wrong. much is like he's but but, here, but his... here they show the failings of that though right like the yeah. where where that um goes wrong for him and where that uh, that affects his life and his relationships and stuff like that a lot more yeah. than i've ever seen in a Sherlock Holmes story whether it be the Danny Junior the original stories or the TV series or whatever yeah the, the original series
1: like his big failing is the drug use they really lean on the like really? use opi- yeah, oh. uses the opium yeah they use the opium Oh yeah, he, he he's a massive opium addict in the original stories. Um, he uses it to occupy his mind when he doesn't have a case. Like yeah, his yeah. Thing.
0: yeah. Well, I knew I knew that he was an opiate, but but do they really play up the actual negative aspects of it, or is it basically just that he's he uses it to effectively expand his mind and whatever? No, they play up the negative aspect, like okay. the, the socially, like the the him using it to kind of like
1: escape, kind of thing, like to shut his brain off because it's always fucking operating at 100 million miles an hour kind of thing because he's that's huh he's supposed to be that like super detective like in the original stories too where like everything he's just processing the information at a rate that's higher than everybody else like the character like in sherlock yeah but he uses he uses opiates to like kind of tell that a little bit and like they abuse it and is they very much like there's definitely it's like episodes of the show or like in the books where like Watson has to kind of drag him along
0: because he's just been in like a week long fucking bender or oh. something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I had no so, idea of yeah. that dimension of the, uh, the original character. I mean, probably because a lot of the stuff that I was <laughs> brought up on was sort of kidified versions of it. And they're probably, probably oh, yeah, going to yeah. show Sherlock Holmes in an opiate den at a in like a, you know, comic booky kind of version of the stories directed at kids
1: it's part of why i liked the um the robert downey jr version too because there is aspects like they play it up a little bit more like the comedic kind of like Mm -hmm. bohemian kind of lifestyle that like downey's version play like they play it up a little bit but that is an aspect of the character that is canon like it is in the books too where he's like he's kind of a slob and he's always got he's a little bit absent-minded in terms of like i've got four million things going on oops i fucking left a burner on and like the fucking drapes are on fire Mm -hmm. over here but i'm pondering this over here so i don't notice it and watson's got to put it like that kind of shit's happening mm. or i'm despondent over the fact that i haven't had a good fucking challenge of a case lately so i'm just gonna do a fucking shit ton of cocaine because yeah i need something to do or whatever or he's, they kept like that joke in the second one where he's drinking formaldehyde like that's a joke from the book like they actually he's like you know what you're drinking right and he's like that's for fucking like eye surgery he's like yeah i know i know exactly what i'm doing but <laughs> he's like a fucking yeah a rampaging drug addict in some aspects nah. so
2: Ah, uh, rampaging
0: yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, yeah I mean, I, yeah That was one thing I really did like in the show as well in, And that's one of the positive aspects I thought in um, season 4 Is that they really do Lean into that really hard and show that it's not Because a lot of the time that sort of drug use Is really sort of romanticized Like you get that sort of more bohemian View of it where people are like oh Drugs are great they expand your mind and you can Do you know come up with amazing Creative things you know you get that like sort of Moulin Rouge effect kind of thing Um, Whereas here it was Definitely very much like okay Maybe it does have some benefits But obviously it comes at a massive cost To him kind of thing
1: yeah, they've shown it to be a hazard to him in, in like the classic like literature stuff too. So yeah. it's not like it's played. It, it's played for laughs, but it's also played for
0: like he's he's self-destructive in a certain way, kind of thing. Yeah. So well, I'm I'm glad that they're not playing it for laughs here because in the modern era, I don't think they could really make that work. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't. They did in the Downey Junior.
1: movies. So like, I don't see why that wouldn't. Yeah,
0: but those weren't set was... in modern times. Those are set. Period. No, that's true. Yeah. Set period specific. Yeah, but obviously this, the classic stuff's set yeah. in that period, too. Okay. Uh, Alright, well let's spin off other like favorite characters besides Sherlock in the series. Uh, supporting characters or starring characters.
2: Um, I really like the um, chemistry between I know I said earlier, Freeman and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I think mm-hmm. that he plays a really honest John Watson. I really like his portrayal compared to, you know, the one in... Um, in uh, Robert Downey Jr. University, Jude Law, Jude yeah, Law, Jude yeah. Law. Like I still like Jude Law's
1: I like um, the Jude Law one.
2: character. I do too, but I think that I I prefer the it's more humanist version of Watson. Like there's so yeah. much more. Uh, um, we see more so
1: fragile, much,
2: um, fra- yeah, fragility and um, brokenness that the war has done to him.
1: Well, there's a big difference between what uh, an ex-soldier like how they would be expected to behave in like a modern kind of setting Mm -hmm. versus a um like classic setting like a victorian setting like you would expect to have they were expected to have that stiff upper lip kind of thing back then yeah that's canon as well that watson has always been an ex-soldier ex-military doctor fought in the afghanistan war twice okay yeah he fought there was an afghanistan war that the like that the brits were involved in back then he was involved in that and then came back Hmm. and uh and that was just like fortuitous timing that there happened to be a giant war in Afghanistan when they launched Sherlock so they could use pretty much the same backstory but yeah. this time they could tell it with like yeah he has PTSD like modern kind of yeah. um, storytelling tropes and stuff like that versus then where it was just like that's part of his backstory is he's a military doctor like that's where he got his training
0: yeah and stuff. no I love that aspect of his character especially him like what he needed in his life was some of that action kind of thing to make him feel alive yeah. kind of thing and that's what yeah. what Sherlock gives him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That I thought that was really really good. It's part of the it's part of the character um, in the book
1: too, where he's like he's not really sure what he's doing with himself mm-hmm. at that point until he meets Holmes, and then yeah, that's when he kind of like comes out of his shell a little bit more because he's off like you know in death defying situations and shit all the time.
0: Yeah, and it was an appropriate update too to have uh, him being writing a website about their adventures now yeah. instead of sto- yeah. you know the the books and stories of their adventures kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it was like it was like it's it's his the modern version of him keeping a diary like yeah. he did back then mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So That's what the books are ostensibly Watson's diary of like his of their cases. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I don't know about you guys, but I was also I I really like um the actress who plays Molly Hooper, Louise Brealey. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Louise. Yeah, she's yeah. a great character. And is she a, ca- a canon character, Mark? Or is she based on
1: anybody? Or She is, but it's like, she's never, not as, like, not a major character okay. kind of thing. It's the same. A lot of characters that they play up in, like, that have become, like, big name characters in, like, um, just kind of, like, Holmes' lore. Yeah. At length, we're, like, in one story. Like, Moriarty really, I think, factors into, like, two stories over, like, mm-hmm. 75 or 80 stories that are told, to- like, that Doyle published total or something like that. Yeah. And, like, the same with um well Irene Adler. Oh, the the lady. Yeah, the lady. Like they make her out to be this like huge deal in the show. And like in the movies she they play her up too, right? But like she's really like one in one story, and they're not they don't really specifically have like a huge bunch of chemistry in the story either. Mm-hmm. Like it's she just kind of gets the better of him in that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I think she kind of becomes like a bigger figure in the lore overall kind of thing, where they play up this like they have this starcross Batman Catwoman romance, but it's not so much in that in the books. Yeah. But
2: yeah. I just really like how like um vulnerable she is to like her feelings with Sherlock.
0: Oh, like Adler. Yeah. Yeah, Um
2: Adler and um Molly.
0: Molly. Yeah. Both. Okay.
3: Because
2: like um Irene is like, you know, she doesn't want to believe that she has these feelings really for him. That's supposed to be part of the act, it's supposed to be part of the the pomp. Mm -hmm. But for Molly I'd say that she's vulnerable in a different way because she's just so obviously loves him, um, and it's just to watch her consistently be forgotten by him and like um, just shoved used, to the side by used him. Used by
0: him when yeah.
2: Oh, in that in the fourth season when he tells her he loves her.
0: That was heartbreaking.
2: Season, oh God! It was no, the like, fourth season. No, wasn't it the third it was final her, episode?
0: With heroes.
1: No, it was, it was the it was the that was the finale with his sister. Yeah, with Rose. You're, right,
2: you're right. You're right. Right, right, because she was um trying to uh, torture him. Yeah. God, that was so sad. That he was, was like, really stop, hard stop, to stop, watch. Stop! 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 Oh no! <laughs>
0: yeah. It'll be interesting to see if if they uh yeah if there's any fallout from that if they do end up making more.
2: She was wasted this past season. I'll say that. Wasted.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it's tough because there are so many good characters. It's tough to really use them all constantly kind of thing. Like especially when you're introducing yeah. new characters, like there's some that need to take a back seat, but I agree she is a really good character.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh I just I really that was just devastating. And to me that spoke to how well she plays the character too.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, I think it was it was a fun take on her too when they had the uh the flashback special as well where she was a uh, female dressing as male. In order to sort of make it in a man's world kind of thing,
2: I haven't seen that episode actually.
0: Really? You ever seen The Abominable Bride? No, that's pretty good. I
2: I meant meant to watch it and then like it just got away from me. It's one of those ones that wasn't talked about as much. Hmm. Um, after it came out,
1: they um they actually had some of the sets from the uh the old show, like the Jeremy Brett show, that they brought out of storage to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the the fucking scenes with Mycroft and that are tough to watch though. hysterically funny though so, christy, yeah, so christy mycroft in the uh in the flashback is this like he's still holmes's brother but he's just this hugely obese man that has a running bet with sherlock in terms of how quickly he can kill himself just by eating so like they're 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 going back and forth and like amending their wager and like sherlock is like if you eat that plum pudding i'll i'll give you another like two months earlier or something like that, that you, you're able to kill yourself kind of thing.
2: But why is he going along with that?
0: Because he can't. It's, it's like that Victorian, like, sort of nihilistic, bohemian attitude, right?
2: Fat equals rich.
0: Well, not just that, but he's just too smart for his own good kind of thing. Like, he's run out of things to do, and so this is what he's decided to do with his life, is just kill himself with oh. overconsumption.
1: Yeah, the Mycroft character in the books, like, is a is a giant fat bastard. Is he? Like, he that's Yeah, yeah they make they make reference to that in the show it's funny the way they do it because they're like they 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 will oh didn't joke. they say like he was a fat kid or something yeah he's fat as a kid and then like they'll make jokes about like how much weight he's lost or like like later on in the series like sherlock will be like oh it looks like you need to hit the fucking gym because you're like you're getting that chin kind of thing yeah. like he'll walk up and like hit his waddle it's and a shit a
0: little tight or whatever and
1: like it's a little that tight that. have you been eating are you okay like that kind of shit like he does <laughs> that a lot but yeah the character in the books is uh is a giant fat guy yeah
2: well that's funny because, like, I I read a little bit about the um, is it abominable bride?
0: Uh, abominable bride. Abominable.
2: Abominable. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's all within.
0: That's it. causes,
2: it. It's supposed to be within <laughs> his head, right? Because it's all the way he mm-hmm. yeah. like. It's the way he visualizes the people in his life.
0: It's ostensibly like an opium fucking binge. Right? Yeah, that's exactly.
2: kind of a, that's yeah. kind of he's a fun. His, he's
0: in his address. dream palace or whatever, his mind palace.
2: That's a way to address the fun way to address that then.
0: Well, it, it ends up basically being his way to work through, well, it's partially opiate-fueled, and it's partially his way to work through a case or something, is it not? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, he's,
2: oh, yeah, I'm just looking at the picture
0: subconscious way of processing a case or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, basically. I just yeah. looked
2: up Mycroft, and the first thing that came up was fat. <laughs> and yeah. then
1: um,
2: I just I saw Molly as a, dressed as a man. As a man. That's yeah. funny.
0: Yeah. That episode's on Netflix. You could, yeah, just, I go could just go watch it if yeah. yeah, on Netflix it's tagged it's t- on Netflix it's tagged on to the end of the third season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the bridge between season three and four. Yeah. Like it was released as a Christmas special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was a Uh Christmas no, special. it it aired on New Year's. New Year's Day. Yeah. Oh right. New, New, New Year's Day twenty sixteen. Right. Sorry. Okay. It was the New Year's special. Yes. Christmas special
1: is Doctor Who. Yes. Gotta get my shit straight. And then Sherlock they release. They've been releasing on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Because they were skipping that year, they just put that episode out. Yeah, because that was the that was the two year gap between season three and four. Yeah,
0: three three year gap. Season three, year, right? Three, season three was January twenty fourteen, and season uh, four was January twenty seventeen. Oh right, right. That was this year. Yeah. Okay,
1: fair enough. Yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, for me, I mean i I think Moriarty was a great oh. fucking film. Like the casting there was absolutely amazing. That introduction where he just comes out of the pool and he's like. Jim Moriarty. Hi. Yeah. It's yeah. just just chilling and like right there sets up that character so well. Like just the fact that he's just a pompous, fucking obnoxious, just oh. Wanna punch him in the face, but
2: <laughs> he is a brilliant actor. Like, um yeah. Who plays of Mark?
0: I don't remember what his name is. Uh, uh, um, that's why I've got the Wikipedia article open. Yeah. It is. Oh, uh, come on give me an actual good list um, oh uh, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, okay it's um it's um Andrew Scott
0: Andrew Scott yes
2: and uh he just like oh my god it's such a cool take on mycroft to like because it is very modern you know what I mean like to be
1: Moriarty you mean yeah
2: sorry Moriarty to be that like pompous not so bananas ass you know ass face
1: yeah yeah not an old guy either because yeah. he's yeah,
0: he's supposed to be an old dude.
2: Yeah, but it's just the way that like that scene where he's wearing the crown and he's in the throne with like all the crown jewels and everything was brilliant, and the way that they like make his uh, his speech on top of the building before he and Holmes jump like
1: Reckon on Fall? yeah, the Reichenbach fall. So the season two finale, yeah, yeah.
0: just yeah, that oh.
1: season that scene was amazing.
2: That was the best
1: that's my that's my favorite season. Yeah, season i think season two is the best season yeah
0: because it all revolves around moriarty i think that's the best like yeah
1: that's as good as it done so far that
0: being said Brilliant. i am really glad that they left him dead that they yeah. haven't like really brought him back like obviously they brought him back in season four well even season three like he's his presence is still felt but um yeah. it's not you know he's not actually back it's just he's you know post from behind, uh, beyond the grave, kind of torturing Sherlock. I, I still thing.
1: feel like at some point they're going to bring him back, like for real. I like, hope they, they, they don't, I honestly. Like, um, well, oh, and I hope they don't too. And I still feel like they will eventually yeah. if they get desperate for ratings or something like that. I don't. To be fair, I guess they, they might not actually just bother coming back ever at this point. So yeah, there is that. But um, I feel like it would be something they would do.
0: I almost got really pissed off when he uh, showed up in season four, uh, but they and they don't tell you at first that it's a flashback. Yeah. Where it's uh, where he's going to meet uh, Eros. yeah, Eurus, um, yeah, yeah. I
2: thought that was really actually that was one thing I, I kind of liked was her use of like a uh, use of him.
0: Oh yeah, I mean it was great to because it obviously fucked with uh, with Sherlock's head for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, Uh No, I mean I th- I think they've used that character to great effect and uh, and really he really did embody sort of the you know Sherlock's arch kind of thing. Like yeah. he's doing yeah. a lot of stuff just to fuck with, uh, Sherlock because he can because you know it's a game to him kind of thing and
2: even though he knows he's dead, yeah. Like,
0: ugh. yeah. All right. Uh, does anybody have any other favorite characters, and when we can maybe move on to characters you don't like as much?
2: Well, I just really like Mycroft. I think he's brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mycroft, my, my
1: uh, Mycroft, my my other favorite. Yeah. Like, I think Moriarty and Mycroft are probably my two favorite characters on the show. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I love his performance as Minecraft, and I love that like what you were saying earlier he's he's very rarely actually in the books I think it was a great choice to bring him in and as a regular character
1: well they yeah they usually only use him in the books when they have like the, a, a big kind of globe spanning kind of problem to solve and whereas the the show has become so epic in scope at this point like it's always this huge fucking issue that needs to go on so they have to include him more often although to be fair I think Part of like the character being so popular doesn't hurt that at all. Like people really like Mark Addis's take on the characters, so yeah, it is something they bring to the forefront more than they they do in the book. They don't use them in the books very often. So,
0: Mm -hmm. all right, least favorite characters then? Anybody Uh, that you could do without, or you're not really happy with their portrayal, or anything like that?
2: Yes, the sister. Sorry, Euros. Uh, I hated her. (laughs) (laughs) No, I. Okay, I don't know if it wasn't even the actress, I just ah uh, I I hated that it was such a plot device. Like she could have been such a cool character. What a waste. Like ugh. And then what they did with her to John's character, I just was not cool with the idea that like they had them sort of having a, like an emotional affair. And even though the other act, uh, act, you know, character I wasn't huge on was uh, Mary. I wasn't big on Mary Watson. Well,
0: let's 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 debate Euros first. Mark, yeah, Mark, just- what are your feelings on
1: Euros? <laughs> well, I didn't really have any feelings. I guess I thought it was an interesting. I liked that episode. Like I thought it was interesting the way they handled it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not like it was because it was a surprise for me too. Because it's not a canon thing at all. Like there is no third. Like they make.
2: Well, there's a reference to a third brother, apparently.
1: Yes, there's there's an obtuse reference to a third brother, but they never actually you never meet them. Yeah, um, but it's a brother, not a sister, first of all, mm-hmm. and because um, couldn't have an extra, you couldn't have one of those guys be women in the 1900s, because yeah. no. <laughs>
2: especially not the smartest homes.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, like I I liked that episode. I thought it was kind of fun. It was a little like sawy i guess like the episode overall like having to get through the traps and stuff what does she have but time to fucking plan that shit right exactly like i didn't have like that's what i mean like i didn't have any problem with it like i thought it was like it wasn't as good as any of the moriarty stuff but i thought it was definitely it was a step up from what they did in season three Mm. to me anyway because like i liked the magnuson character up to a point and then like by the end of the third like that uh, by the end of the season i was like i'm done with this stupid shit yeah
0: yeah i don't care anymore yeah no, I, I liked I liked Eurus uh it, it was interesting to me to see you know basically Sherlock out of control back. kind of thing right yeah. And I mean not only like Eurus is basically Sherlock unrestrained but Sherlock yeah, exactly. himself also was clearly you know just didn't know what to do he was out of his element he was you know he was obviously um really challenged in that and and uh in that episode and and by Eurus and she was all clearly in most cases a step ahead of them. And, and basically the only reason that Sherlock ends up winning is because she sort of subconsciously wants him to, cause she wants, she wants to like, it's her trying to reach out and connect with him. Yeah. And that's sort of how it, how it ends. And I, I liked how it ended, you know, with them sort of, uh, you know, bringing her back into the family kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, like I, I had no problem with that episode.
1: Like I was, I remember Christy going off about it before I watched it. So I was expecting it to just be like a fucking disaster zone. And I was just like, that wasn't like the most exciting 90 minutes of TV I've ever watched, but like it was, I thought it was pretty good. So. Yeah. The
2: final but, episode of season four? Yeah. Yeah. I, it wasn't that, okay.
0: The final I, problem?
2: It, it wasn't that it was poor episode like in general for TV everywhere. It was a great general episode for production value and, like, you know, rise of um, intensity and plot and um, contextual elements and everything like that. Like, it wasn't that the episode itself was terrible, but the whole lead-up to that whole season, all of a sudden we were just, this amount of shit that had to happen in this episode was just shoved down our throats because they couldn't just have her, like, be extended into another season because they didn't know if they were doing a fifth. So they had to, like, take everything about her, and, like, that we hadn't known yet. And they'd just been building up to this, like, fucking character that, you know, we only had 90 minutes to actually unveil the, insi- like, the actual intrinsicness of her madness in her plot. Like, I just found that it was, it was, ugh, I just wish it had been spread out so I could enjoy it instead of feeling like it was literally choking me.
0: I can see that. It was, it was a lot of exposition for one episode. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. Like to have all of that sort of come down in that one episode, yeah, was was like, was a lot.
2: That between the the torture porn and the like discovery of the house and the well and all that shit, and I was just like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and then like the fact that we didn't have time to actually explore that, so like we couldn't actually feel any empathy for, it, even though we weren't really supposed to, but we were, and like. There was, I mean, we were supposed to know she was a psychopath, and I felt like that's not usual Sherlock um, levels of drama to just be kind of, like, told as the audience what you're supposed to believe, what you're supposed to watch, what you're supposed to feel. They guide you towards that. And in this last episode of season four, and this whole season in general, like, it was just such a wasted opportunity to create that whole shitty bit with Watson, and then, like, even that first episode, fucking, like, Mary going all around the world, and they were just they just found her, and then all of a sudden she defies the laws of gravity and just jumps in front of this bullet for Sherlock. It's like, come on, guys, you're better than this. You've tried to put too much into your episodes. This
0: should I will be two parts. <laughs> I will agree that I mean the fourth episode was definitely different. I didn't hate it the way that you did, but it definitely had a very different tone, and the the episodes were structured very differently than the rest were. So it wasn't like you know what. I mean, I don't know if you can call it classic Sherlock because it's only like three seasons, but it definitely was a departure.
2: Yeah, the whole season was a departure. It just tried to fit in too much because they didn't think they were doing a fifth season.
0: I will agree with you, Christy. I, I also, I was not a big fan of that uh, first episode, the Six Thatchers. Um, and it's and part of it is because, uh, Mary, I think, is one of my least favorite characters. She seemed like I was just a little frustrated that like every person that. That either, involved yeah, either Sherlock or John ha- involves with Ends up being like a fucking super spy of some sort Or another kind of thing Like that just seemed unnecessary Couldn't John just fucking be happy and, I know,
2: couldn't John just be happy Like have a baby and be happy Yeah
0: Like she, oh. her, her character it's Her character's existence was just a little too convenient for me I think
2: mm-hmm. And you know what, it's funny Cause like, um on the other hand, they do it really well with um like Mrs. Hudson, who we didn't talk about. I love Mrs. Hudson. Yeah, no, she's great. I, what I think they do well with her is imply that she knows more than she does. But, like, it's more because of her connection to being around Sherlock and Watson so much. It's not that mm-hmm. she's like the secret agent. so I, was, I mean, I think it's more out of function of being within proximity to the lives they live versus, fucking, ugh, just Mary just being like, oh no, the secret spy and everything that I've done is a lie and I was like, come on (laughs) Come on I know she has to die because that's what happens in the books and that's what happens in the stories, but I was just like
0: boo! But these are so loosely tied to those original stories that it doesn't really have to go that way especially not for her, who's not I mean, not the same doesn't have the same existence in the zeitgeist as like Moriarty does kind of thing. No!
2: it was a waste like just to, and then just to kill her off in that like weird aquarium and just like make it seem like it was the old a big fucking lady shooter and This little fucking lady who's like this is a waste of a character there too like this is fuck you like come on come <laughs> on sherlock you're better than this and i'm just like watching it and i'm sorry i know i've been quiet for most of this episode because to be perfectly honest i should have done a bit more research to remind myself cuz it's been a while since i have watched them
0: obviously you still have some feelings here
2: i have feelings <laughs> because the first two seasons were so tight they were so good and then like they start off season 4 with fucking like you know you Sherlock's gotten on this plane at the end of season 3 and he's like everyone's like oh shit what's going to happen and then he just lands <laughs> he just lands and it's like oh
0: i, I kind of wonder if that one was just like oh fuck what do we do it was like yeah. um just turn the plane around yeah like that's it that's gets- how we get Sherlock out of this
2: it gets mentioned for like fifteen minutes. He gets a little slap on the wrist, and then it's never mentioned again. And it's just like, what the fuck? This was like a huge deal. Like yeah. he went through like mental anguish to come to the conclusion that he did to shoot this guy, and like you know, uh, to find that he'd finally found someone much like himself, and then had to shoot him would be like some pretty severe PTSD. And they're just like, oh, I'll just turn around, and play. And Mycroft says it's cool, and I was just I, <gasps> it, like. It was so shitty and then to create this like stupid character where we had to like f- and then follow Mary around the world and it was just like you know she had all this the- wasted 30 minutes of my time like traveling around the world just to be found by Sherlock and Watson because she's so predictable and yet they couldn't predict that she was a spy like it just ugh I don't know. I don't know. It was not the Sherlock that I was used to. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and end rant i'm sorry sorry listeners that's that's
2: me getting all of my talking out from the rest of the episode where i've just sort of been listening (laughs)
0: um what are your feelings about mary mark (laughs) i
2: he doesn't agree with me i
0: didn't no
1: (laughs) no i don't no i i i kind of agree like i didn't like that they like made her like i guess yeah, the fact that she just, like, happened to be an agent or whatever, like, was, like, a little bit bothersome to me. Because, like, the character, I don't know, that's not, like, she's not actually, like, much of a character. Like, they do get married, blah, 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 like, that all happens. But, like, not, it's she's just his wife. Like, there's never anything where, like, there's a plot revolving around her that I can remember. Is that necessary? It's been a while since I uh, Yeah, because she's a woman, so she's not necessary. Is sure, that what to say, No, Chris?
2: I'm saying that I think <laughs> using her in that way, when, like, they play, um Molly is a great character.
1: I don't like the Molly character either, though, so... Uh.
2: I mean, like, she has her weak points, but at least she, like, holds her own as, like, you know, a scientist and brilliant, like, at what she does. Yeah, but they had
1: to, like, almost... They almost had to, like, rewrite her to get her to that point, because she's pretty, like, mousy and ineffectual in the first, like... Shows growth. Two seasons, like... Yeah, that's what I mean, but, like, they had to, like, write that growth in, because at first she's just, like, Sherlock fangirl,
0: yeah. which... Yeah. Whatever. That's... Yeah. And that is one of my, sort of, gripes with the series overall, is... Well, we will get into a little bit much, but I think it is, it seems to very much be written for the sort of fandom culture, uh, overall, yeah. like, and, and in particular, like the shipping culture, um, like there's clearly just so many relationships that imply more kind of thing. And then they're just, you know, giving fucking the fandom little nuggets to latch onto and write slash Vic about and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and obviously they're trying to do that between Watson and, and Sherlock, and I mean, not that I have a, I, I would be perfectly okay if somebody wanted to write a version where they were a couple, but oh, yeah. don't, don't just fucking like put it in as fan service, you know, put, put in like little misunderstandings where people think they're a couple just to fucking like get the slash fic writers wet and or hard. Every fucking time they get seen together.
1: Like I, that's actually a problem I have with the show. Cause I, like, I wouldn't have a problem. Like, like you, Tim, like I wouldn't have a problem if they were like, Oh, we're going to write them as a couple. Yeah. Cause you could kind of play it that way, but like, it's so weird. that Like every time they get seen together, it's like somebody's got to make a gay joke, or like it, mm-hmm. it turns into like a like oh they're a couple. It's like no, just can't, like two men can walk down the fucking street together. Like it's possible without people being like oh my god, or live together. The gays are coming. No, the like gays. yeah, exactly. So I, I I find that kind of off putting about the show. Like it is. And they, I feel like they played it up more as, as the show's gotten bigger and that maybe not the show per se, but like Benedict Cumberpatch has gotten... Batch. Yes. Cumberbatch. Batch. Cabbage and Patch. And Martin
0: Freeman. Benedict, C- Benedict yeah. Cabbage Patch. No. <laughs> yeah, <for sure.
1: laughs> um, as the show um, has gotten bigger and like those two actors have become more famous, I feel like they play it up more and more and just like to the show's detriment, it's like every yeah. time they get into a situation where like they're seen talking together and then a third person's introduced, they have to have Watson be like, "Oh, he's not my boyfriend. Oh, oh, we're not gay. Oh, whatever." It's like just just suck his dick though. Yeah. Like I mean, they, yeah. they just, I don't know.
0: And it's, and like I said, it, there's obviously a lot between those two, but it really seems like they almost can't introduce a character without there being some sort of like sexual tension. Like, I would say even between fucking like Holmes and Moriarty, there's a little bit there. Oh, no. Holmes and Moriarty was probably the bet like the like the worst example. But I think they, that
1: those on purpose almost, I think. Mm-hmm. Like like they wanted that to be there because they kind of play Moriarty as kind of pansexual, or, yeah, and effem- uh, yeah. yeah. So like I was he does kind of. Yeah,
2: they would have a like a weird um, romantic sort of chemistry or
1: something. <laughs> they do kind of have a weird romantic kind of chemistry, though. Like, well,
0: there's clearly the mutual admiration there between them, yeah, um, for sure. But I mean, I think, yeah. I think maybe on maybe on Moriarty side, he might have some attraction to Holmes. But I think with uh, with Holmes, it's more just like admiration of his mind and his capabilities kind of thing yeah Fair. respect on like yeah playing on, on an intellectual
1: an, like, level actually playing on an even playing field with somebody too yeah. kind of thing like he doesn't get challenged that often so this is like yeah a worthy yeah. adversary kind of thing mm-hmm. but yeah. the show pl- the show plays up
0: that like slashy kind of thing a lot and it's like yeah yeah absolutely i, I mean. it's then that that is one of the thing, one of the weaknesses I would say of it. And uh, I mean, obviously, it is probably part, or probably a, a, I won't say a big part, but a significant component of why people, why it has such a large fandom, is because there probably is a pretty big component of the fandom that is mostly in it for the shipping kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of girls who are like just into that show because they want to watch Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. yeah. Patch. Like maybe Christine a little bit. He's
2: so handsome. But I obviously <laughs> oh. have more emotions about it than watching Benedict act, which is mostly what I like. I like to watch them act off each other. I've mentioned that before that they're really funny to yeah. go to watch act
0: They, yeah, they're him a great and, pair,
2: yeah, him and Moriarty, too. I'm just like, yes. um no, I was gonna say um um and uh, Mycroft, yeah. I just really yeah. enjoy watching them perform together.
1: Yeah, but you can do that and like have them perform well against each other, and doesn't have to turn into a giant gay joke. Is what I yeah think, like the main problem that yeah. everybody seems to have, or that I'm have I have with the show sometimes. So
0: yeah. Um. All right. Well, we've already talked a little bit, and I think we might have given this away a touch so far or already. But uh, why doesn't everybody give their favorite episode from the series, and oh. and why? That's hard. I can say mine straight up. It was easily the Reichenbach fall. Just that fucking face off between uh, Moriarty and Holmes was just super epic. Um, um, Like, yeah, the Moriarty starting out like by, you know, purposefully getting caught and then manipulating his way into his release and Holmes like just sort of off his game kind of thing and being kept on his toes and being basically manipulated by uh by Moriarty the majority of the episode was really their back and forth was so good.
1: Mm-hmm. Um yeah. That's probably actually probably the best episode of the show. Yeah, I agree. That one. I think I really enjoyed the uh the finale of season 1 too like the introduction of Moriarty. That was really oh, good. The great I think
3: game?
1: Yeah. 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 That I think that's I think that's probably like my favorite episode just cuz I like that. Well, cuz you guys were watching it. You guys got you guys got the payoff right away. <laughs> i had to wait the year yeah. to get the payoff for that yeah <laughs> two
0: years yeah two, was it two years between season one and yep two? i don't 2010 and 2020 uh no maybe a year year and a year and a bit because the first yeah, one because the first uh season came out in the summer of 2010 yeah and the second came out in early 2012 january
1: 1st yeah. 2012 yeah but no i think um yeah i think that episode just because it's like they don't because sh- the, they don't show him to you until the end mm mm-hmm. Um, but they build up his presence oh. and they kind of build up his presence over the course of the season up to the point where it's like, okay, now we're going to get started and things are going to get like serious and stuff like that. So, yeah, yep. I think that's my, like, that's my favorite episode. It's been a while since I've watched all this stuff. So I'm like, I can't, I should have, I wish I had a time to rewatch it this week Same. before we did this episode.
0: Yeah. You know? The premiere of study in pink was fucking really, yep, really good. That as was well. my
2: second favorite just to like be introduced to everything. It was brilliant.
0: Well, and it was such an unassuming villain like that. It really made like the fact that the villain ended up being like this, you know, dude in his 60s. It was a taxi cab driver kind of thing rather than like your classic sort of mystery villain. who's some like dashing debonair male or female kind of thing or something like that. Um, That really, I think, from the start really set the tone and was like, okay, this is going to be something different than what we've seen before kind of thing.
2: I um am. Yeah, I really liked a study in Pink, simply like with that villain in particular, because he was so like unassuming and that when he even got caught, it was like he was waiting to get caught almost. Mm -hmm. You know, like he'd been doing this in hopes that he would find someone of equal or better intelligence because it was like the real mind of a serial killer, like someone who can't stop because they need to be stopped. Yeah. And he I just found him fascinating. He's one of the like uh, characters that's really stuck out to me over the, the episodes like one of the villains, him yeah. and um, oh who was the other one that I really liked, um, the uh, the character the one there was one villain that I kind of liked from season four in the lying detective,
0: yeah the uh, Culverton the, Smith yes his fucked up teeth,
2: mm-hmm. um I actually I like that character actor a lot Toby Jones yeah but um. No, I, I I agree with you. I think a study in pink was really fascinating. What a great way to start off the series! So strong. Absolutely. Um, I personally like every episode that has Moriarty and Sherlock facing off.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like the buildups are really really good. But I love watching the like dialogue exchanges between the two of them. Yeah. Like the way they try to work around each other, but like Sherlock will never quite be able to work around Moriarty because he has no. There is no pattern, there is no rhyme or reason to what he does, really. It's just it only makes sense to him because of the way he's protected his own insanity.
0: Yeah, it's almost a uh I mean, it, well, it's it's like somewhere between a Batman Riddler and a Batman Joker sort of yeah. relationship. Like it's a like Roker. Moriarty is like sort of a a jiddler. a, a, ro- a ro- yeah, <laughs> a Jodler. Jodler.
2: Sounds like a bad Jesus Pokemon.
0: <laughs> or like a a fucking sex uh, offender or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's a little darker. <laughs> All right. Any, anybody else have any really notable episodes that they want to highlight before we can maybe go to our least favorites? All right. Least favorite episodes. I have a feeling I know what Chrissy's is. you just said you liked uh culverton smith the second i liked his
2: character didn't mean i was a huge fan like i I, okay i liked his parts of the episode they were very cool um i think my least favorite uh, my least favorite episode um actually you know what um i i really didn't like the opening of season four the
0: the the six batchers
2: Yes,
1: I had to watch twice. I can, I know that much. Like I fell asleep during it the first time I tried to watch. (laughs) That's sad. I was was tired. I was kind of bored. Yeah. But when I went back and rewatched it, I was like, yeah, okay. Like it's just more Sherlock. I don't necessarily know if I have like an episode that I don't like. I didn't like. I know, like in the chat, Tim, and this might be spoiling yours, but like you talked about the second episode of the first season, yeah, being a little weak. I was like, I kind of agree with that. I don't. Think they've done one season that's been like hundred percent awesome? Well, I guess season two.
2: Season two was all like awesome.
1: All three episodes are really good. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about Hounds of Baskerville.
2: Really?
0: Oh right, yeah, that was in there too. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I don't think uh... I don't think there's any season that has that that has like all stellar episodes. I think everyone has something that's at least middling.
1: Yeah, agreed. You're right. I thought I, I thought B- Baskerville season three. Like I said, it's been a long time since I watched this stuff, mm-hmm. so it's. I'm having trouble remembering, mm-hmm.
0: and I'm like still like on a daredevil high. So yeah, there's that. That's problematic. I can't believe we haven't talked about. uh, We didn't talk about many happy returns in the best episodes, though. That was the Wat- Watson and Mary's wedding.
2: You thought that was one of the best.
0: I did. I really enjoyed that episode. I am. Completely fucking blanking. So it's the one where basically there's a so there's one of Watson's. So I mean the backdrop of it is obviously their wedding, and the majority of it takes place at their wedding. But there's some flashbacks and stuff like that. But it's um, oh, that, the
2: sign of three.
0: Oh wait, no, am I am I thinking of the wrong episode? Yeah, sorry, that's sign of three. Um, not many happier turns. Many happier turns is the christmas special or something like that never nope, mind that's the it's, a, it's a mini mini episode no it's uh sign of three yeah is the second episode of season three but there's the the mayfly man um who's the killer who's basically there was a killing at a military installation or something like that that Holmes never solved and the same killer goes after home or watson's like one of his military companions or something like that who's basically a recluse now and only oh, yeah. like the first time he's left his house in forever is to come to the wedding. And the way that he's killed is uh, basically that he gets stabbed through his belt uh, and the belt holds the wound closed right, until he right, takes it. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And basically when he takes the belt off, he'll bleed out really, really quickly, but he doesn't know that he's been stabbed because he's got like this tightly bound belt around his waist kind of thing. And
2: I forgot about um, that.
0: Yeah. And then, and then, Basically, while Sherlock's giving his speech, he starts coming to this realization, and uh, and basically turns the speech into him deducing who the target was and who the uh, killer was and stuff like that. I thought that was a really good episode. Yeah. Anyway,
2: um, I'll say that one that I really did enjoy too was uh, a scandal in uh, Belgravia. Belgravia. That's the one Belgravia. with the
0: lady.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's with yeah. um. Irene Adler. Yes, Irene, and uh, I just thought their rapport was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was
2: just like, it was fun to see some humor in an episode as well.
0: And Sherlock being confronted with something he's clearly uncomfortable with, which yeah. is sexuality.
2: Exactly. And I thought anyway. that that was like, because we see her come up again later, like, you know, in, a, in an episode just through text. And it's nice to know that their relationship sort of is, like, continuing. But this first, like, look at her and, like, and then again, like, seeing her vulnerability but tricking Sherlock into thinking she's vulnerable when she really really is, I I thought it was a cool layer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mark already gave away my least favorite episode, and that's uh, the second episode of the first season, um, The Blind Banker. So, I mean, the first episode really fucking hooked me, and it might just be that this episode was... So much. I won't say lower in quality, but just didn't engage me the same way that the first episode did. And it's the one with like the Chinese smuggling ring and the ciphers and um, the numeric ciphers and stuff like that, and the the Chinese acrobats and circus. Oh and it just,
2: right! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It was just really forgettable to me. It really didn't strike me. And it's like I don't even know if I went back and rewatched it. I don't. I might just watch the first episode and the third episode, kind of thing. It doesn't really fit into the mythology very much either. Like, there's a very tenuous mention of Moriarty, but not really.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it's really... Like, that one was poorly paced, too. Like, mm-hmm. that episode felt like it drags like crazy, so... Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the one. the one episode maybe that doesn't really fit into this format, into that yeah. long episode format kind of thing.
2: Yeah. I honestly don't remember that episode, so I can't say much.
0: Yeah, it's the thing. It was just it was pretty forgettable for me. Like it didn't stand out, especially in comparison to the other two episodes that season, which were both really, really good. Yeah. All right. Well, since we just spent a little while talking about how this show is kind of made for shippers and uh griping on that, now I want everybody to say who you think home should be with. Who do you ship with Sherlock?
2: Watson. No, that's Eli. Really?
0: <laughs> As Mark and I just get super quiet. No, so, no, no. Really, Christy? Um, really?
2: No, I I don't know if he really should be with anyone. But I would say Irene. I think that she's a good fit for him. I don't think he should be with Molly. I think that that would just be a loveless, hard relationship. She would always be. She's too emotional for him. Not Janine? No, not Janine.
0: I like them together, and and I feel bad for Molly in her sort of infatuation with him. Like, obviously, she has a lot of feelings, and, and I feel like Sherlock does reciprocate some of them, but it just wouldn't be a f- an intellectually fulfilling relationship for Sherlock. Yeah. And that's clearly, like, what he mainly needs in life. So I, I would go with you as well, Christy. I would say Irene Adler would be... Who I think that Sherlock should end up with, and I do think that he should end up with somebody. I think he deserves a relationship, even if it's just on-off again a kind of thing. Oh yeah, I think you should just have, give him a flashlight, call it a fucking. <laughs> I mean, the 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 pragmatist side of him probably would be okay with that. We <laughs> had a uh, a flashlight modeled after Irene Adler.
2: Oh, gross. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> she'd probably be up for it. She's freaking. Yeah, exactly. Um, she probably already I has like the mold made. Yeah, probably. Um. <laughs>
1: I think in terms of the show, I think you guys are probably right. Like, I think Irene Adler is the one that he matches up the best with, but I I feel like it's a little bit too much of a like dating Catwoman kind of scenario. Yeah. For me to be happy with it, where I'm like, yeah, okay, but it's just like, I've seen this done a million times, like date the bad girl kind of thing. And like, you know, But wouldn't it be good to stuff. have it actually work for once kind of thing? Batman and Catwoman are married, motherfucker. No, like, not, it's, they're it's over. <laughs> no, they're, they're engaged. They're engaged. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it, but it's, you know, it's not it's tv so it's not going to end well like even if they did get together it's not going to end properly right unless like they got together and they canceled
0: the show right after that and then you can be like but they did it end together but they could like but there's so they, much they, other drama in the show that like why make the drama about them when there's so much else that they could that they could go off of kind of thing because i i live in a world where i watch too many cw
1: shows right. and just expect that as soon as people get together this, this is not a fucking cw
0: happen. show my friend no no not at all, no, not at
1: all. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think your right, guys are right. I think Irene Adler's probably the best match for him. I just like I don't necessarily see Holmes with anybody because yeah. canonically he doesn't. He just retires. Yeah. That's the end kind of thing. Oh, well, that's what happens. He doesn't die. He retires, and then the story's end. Yeah. So he never dies. Well,
2: that's why. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Immortal. Um, I think that I don't. I don't mind him with somebody really. That like that's why I like him with Irene because she can keep up with him and she's as sardonic as he is. And I don't think she would be the same kind of hurt whereas someone like Molly, if he ran off and brushed her off to go on a case for like three weeks, yeah. I think Irene would just be like, it's I guess just Sherlock.
0: Yeah, I'll just go out and have fun and, you know, be a socialite or whatever. Whereas Yeah.
2: Like they uh, would have an I think Molly they'd have an would. open relationship. You mm-hmm. know, like they'd just be like, Fine, go do what you want to do. If I'm not here, then be free.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think I think that Irene I, I what I love about her is that she can keep him off guard but not in terms of intellect, but that she's she's her charm is disarming to him, kind of thing. It it keeps him off guard in that way, and I think that that would be a, a way to keep him engaged in the relationship. That's not just like you know intellectually challenging him constantly. Although obviously she might not be as equal in that respect, but she obviously has some skill in that respect as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, we're at the time of the episode where we traditionally gripe about things. Do you guys have any other gripes about the series? that we haven't already mentioned. I really wish they just do them on a more regular basis. <laughs> I just want more of nice. them. <laughs> yeah, I would
1: like more. I do really enjoy the show, so it, it is kind of frustrating to be like yeah, we're going to get more, but like it's going to be like fucking 3 years before, you know, Doctor Strange can come back and do these movies because they're both like Marvel guys now, so they're fucking locked in for yeah. perpetuity at this point. So it would be nice if they could like get them done on a more regular basis that's my big gripe with the show i think is it is very because of like the big gaps between getting any of it you're like i don't know you know i don't feel as connected to the show i think because it's like these huge
0: gaps yeah and it's not like you've got like 50 episodes to go back and watch you've got what 13 episodes to go back and watch. 13 yeah, yeah. exactly
1: yeah. yeah and like some of them i don't want to rewatch. you know what i mean like there's mm-hmm. like at least three or four that I'm like I don't need to see this shit again mm. like there's no real reason for me to go back and rewatch it because yeah. we were talking initially about doing this episode I was like oh I should go rewatch some of those this week and I'm like I don't really want to watch 13 of these and I was looking at the episode list and being like I probably only really have to watch like four of these yeah. and even then I was still like I yeah. don't really feel like rewatching any of this right now so yeah um. yeah
2: there's like five killer episodes that you have to watch and the rest are like yeah they're a fun, they're a fun sit
0: yeah other gripes, though? Uh... Season four. <laughs> I think even with the stuff they did later with Holmes, uh, where, like, his opiate use and drug use and stuff like that <clears throat> was sort of shown as a weakness, even taking that into account, I still feel like Holmes is a little too perfect. Like, yeah. I, I get the intellectual stuff, but, like, there were definitely some fight scenes and stuff like that, whereas, like... Come on, there's no fucking reason for Sherlock Holmes to be this skilled, a hand-to-hand combatant, or this fucking good at parkour and shit like that. Like where he's running over the rooftops in the first episode or whatever, and like tra- you know driving along on the fucking uh, motorcycle that he steals and shit like that to save John and
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't show up um, in the books. They 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 mention a couple times that he is trained in uh, baritsu, like it's a some kind of martial arts some kind of martial art yeah. kind of thing that he he has trained in because he knows he's going to get into like situations and they don't mention that in the show at all he's just like happens to be an adequate hand-to-hand combatant yeah. and I'm like that's not actually how that works <laughs> cuz yeah no but so that's a little weird other than that though like I don't I don't know yeah I don't know
2: I just think that the I really enjoy the um the storytelling and everything like that but I think sometimes they rested too much on the laurels of the acting to make the story good.
1: It's so a Stephen Mo- Moffat. Uh, yeah.
0: He, do- he does that on, uh, on Doctor Who quite a Doctor bit as Ho well. Doctor Who, too. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where he's relying on performances to hold up weaker stories. And
1: I've got Peter fucking Capaldi reading these lines, so I don't have to fucking do this properly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have to make this shot actually look
1: believable or... Yeah, no compelling or anything. Peter Capaldi or Benedict Cumberbatch or Pat Batch Cumberbatch <laughs> Cumber, fuck him. I don't care. Cumberbund. <laughs> He's doing it, or like Martin Freeman or Mark Gatiss, like all these really phenomenal actors that he ha- that he can lean on to like make dog shit believable. I guess kind of thing. So yeah, which he did on Doctor Who too. You know what I mean? Like yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I and it just like kind of bums me out a bit because I'm like. Why, why let waste these brilliant actors on mediocre writing? Because like the mm. reason you recognize that it's mediocre is because you figure out watching the actors like you're you're listening to them and you're like, this is just boring. Like, you <laughs> yeah. can't make boring good. I yeah. don't know.
0: You you can at least make to, make it watchable, but you can't really make it. It won't end up being engaging if the story is not yeah. there, regardless of how amazing the performances are.
2: Yeah. yeah, And I don't you think- just, that You just
0: could... don't get invested
1: in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those things you catch too, like afterwards, where you're like, oh, I want to rewatch that. And then you're like, oh wait, I want to skip this episode. Mm. And like, that's how I can usually tell that I'm like, oh, there was something up with like the writing of that episode or something, because I'm like, if I don't want to go back and rewatch it, because I like rewatching stuff a lot, because I'll catch shit, or like, I, I'm a fan of watching actors like act, but I'm also a fan of like, seeing how stories are built kind of thing, like, trying to follow the thought process of the story. And, like, if I don't want to go rewatch it, that means there's probably an issue there. And I find that something that comes up on this show a a bit, where I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, I don't really feel like going back to that because of XYZ kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it just didn't hold together the way I wanted it to. As much as I enjoy the actors and stuff, I'm like, Egh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the only other gripe that I really have is one particular scene where just the production value just did not hold up. Um, I mean, it's not a really effects heavy series, but there have been some effects shots that have been done pretty well, but in the, in the final problem in the last episode of season four, where Sherlock and Watson and Mycroft are all jumping out of the windows of, uh, two twenty one B Baker street as euros is bombing it. It's, Oh yeah. It's really bad.
3: bad. Yeah. yeah it's that was so bad.
0: bad. Oh yeah. God. It took me out of it completely. I was like, Oh, and I'm out like, and it took me like you know a good like 5 minutes to get back in and be like all right i'm invested again
1: yeah 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 you're a spoiled 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 first world kid there, so I know. that's the <laughs> it's <laughs> it's spoiled true, the by
2: it. you do you get you yeah. you get really excited like you know in the moment and then something like shitty effects it's the same thing with sound like if a shitty sound mm-hmm. um can take you just you're out
0: yeah you know that that's one of my biggest gripes with uh with modern horror movies is fucking lazy sound editing and lazy sound design and fucking like jump scares and shit like that. I'm like, really? You just fucking lost me for the next 10 minutes. Like just fucking make it scary, but don't put a big fucking loud sound effect under it for no reason. Yeah. Whatever. Or, you know, string, string hit or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, all right, well let's, uh, let's wrap up with one last question. Uh, I think Mark has kind of already answered this. Uh, based on where they ended it, which I thought was a pretty solid ending overall, do you think that there should be a season five? I I have no problem with them coming back
1: and doing more. Like I always like getting more stories. I don't know where they go from here. Like it's I think part of the problem with the show at this point is like it's escalation. Like they if they've gotten bigger and more bombastic as they've gone along. Like everything's like a giant fucking international incident and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like I feel like there isn't much more up to go unless they just like. Get the Marvel guys to come in and do a fucking Marvel movie out of it kind of thing. Like, turn into a giant adventure. Because mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to, like, pull back and be like, oh, wait, no, this is going to be the cerebral season where we just do, like, real mysteries and stuff like that. Because that's not what the show is anymore. Yeah. So, i like... Would I like to see that? Yes. Do I have a problem if they do more? No. Am I going to lose sleep over not having any more? No. I think <laughs> it's probably the biggest answer. Yeah. Like...
0: Yeah, I think I I could also go either way. Like, if they did do more, I'd be happy with it. If they didn't, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be the biggest tragedy in the world. Uh, like, there yep. there's not a bunch of like you know fucking loose threads and stuff like that that need to be tied up. Like, it's not a Firefly kind of situation where there hasn't been enough of it kind of thing. Um, do I think that there's more stories they could tell? Absolutely. I mean, they've got a massive, uh, you know, sort of oov that they could go back to and pull stories from, and you know, they've been doing a great job of sort of fairly original stories as well but uh if they didn't i don't think it would be the end of my world
2: yeah i would like to see a redeeming season i think it would have been cool to see um i i would have liked to see season four stretched over two seasons i think it would have been cool if we'd gotten more so
1: you want them to do like the same thing they did with season one and two where like they spent season one hinting at Moriarty and then like season two was just like, oh, yeah. now we're fucked and we're in the thick of yeah. it kind of thing. Okay. Like, fair enough. Yeah.
2: give us a build up again of a brand new villain. She had so much they could have worked with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough. So. All right. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else to say or can we sign off?
2: I think that's all I got to say about it.
0: Yeah.
1: I think everybody should go read the books Or something like that, or at least go watch that BBC series with Jeremy Brett because it's fucking fantastic. But uh,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 I'm good. All right. Well, with that, uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us for our 57th episode. And uh, feel free to let us know what you thought uh, if you agreed with us, if you disagreed with us, if we missed one of your favorite characters or favorite episodes or something like that. Although there's so few episodes that I'm pretty sure we hit almost all of them here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think we did too even if i can't remember half of them yeah even if we didn't go set out initially intending to hit them all i think we kind of did or hit most of them, if yeah, not no, of them no no choice but to i think yeah exactly out. uh but uh you can send us your opinions on sherlock at uh you can tweet at us at drd underscore podcast you can send us email at uh dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com uh, slash goddammit. Dance Robot Dance Podcast.
2: You me shit for not knowing this stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and if you haven't already, you can uh, subscribe and get all of our podcasts automatically downloaded to your device of choice uh, through the iTunes store or Apple music or whatever it's called this week. And uh, the Google play store and shout engine and stitcher and virtually any pod catching software. Cause I think they're all mined from the same, like one or two RSS, oh, yeah, RSS pod ultimately. yeah. Uh, so with that, uh, we will bid you adieu and say good night, Christy.
2: Good night, Christy.
0: <laughs> say good night, Mark. Good night, Mark. And this is Tim signing off from 221 Baker Street. <laughs> Bye. Uh,
2: elementary. They don't actually say that <laughs> in the books. How disappointing!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't wear that stupid hat. Elementary, my dear Christie. Ah. Do you know there's a 21B con in Atlanta? That's like Sherlock. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's. Everything's in Atlanta. Atlanta. It is. Dragon cons two weeks from now.
1: Yeah, it's fan expo. Yeah. All
0: right. Let's
3: can stop now.